Hello, it is July 2nd, 2019, and today is quite a smash of a show. <laughs> I recap an uh, incredible event that I was invited to over the weekend that I should not have been allowed to go to. <laughs> we chit-chat about the NBA free agency that was mighty frantic. A lot of money getting tossed around. Mm -hmm. Then we interview a very crafty white wide receiver that made a name for himself <laughs> in Minnesota named Adam Thielen. Also, during today's show, you're going to learn that Scottie Pippen should be one of your new favorite humans on earth. The dude is cool as the other side of the pillow. Aaron Rodgers is the man. I can't wait for you to hear uh, just how our entire weekend went down in the Bahamas. Today's show, just like every other show, is brought to you by our friends at... CTG. The greatest ticket buying platform on planet Earth. And the, the moon. moon. We're down there on the beach in the Bahamas. And even that place said SeatGeek's the greatest ticket buying <laughs> platform on Earth because what SeatGeek does is it scans all the other ticket buying platforms. All of them. They go ahead and nose around. Beep, beep, boop, boop. Technology. Oh, okay, that's them searching yep. yeah, uh, the other platforms. They beep, beep, boop, boop their way around all the other platforms to make sure you're getting the lowest ticket prices that are humanly possible. And the ticket that you buy is the ticket that you get. There's no catfishing, so when you shop, you can shop with confidence. You're live, but are you living? Go experience something live and live a little today. Promo code PAT, $10 off your first order. Promo code McAfee, $20 off your first order. Big thanks to SeatGeek. Big thanks to you for choosing to listen today. I think today's going to be one where you tweet us and tell us, hey, thanks for doing these shows. We appreciate <laughs> what you do. Please do that. Tweet me at Pat McAfee Show. Tweet at Todd McComas, at Diggs, at Nick Barotto, at Viva Lazito, at Bubba Gumpino. One day out of Canada Day is joining us. At Evan Foxy, at Gator in the back, and at Ty Schmidt. Let's have a goddamn Tuesday. You're the best for listening. You could do... Many other things with your life, but you choose to listen to this, and today's the day it's going to pay off. Hey, the NBA just gave away $3 billion. <laughs> <laughs> so much money. That's the actual, I believe it, the actual tagline was $3 billion worth of contracts was handed out. And after hanging out with them this past weekend, <laughs> I mean, I like to know that they're going to good people, but Jesus Christ, the amount of cash flow over there is insane. And there's no helmet, right? So their faces are everywhere. Everybody knows them. They, they, they're just uh, good for the basketball players of the world. Whenever I produce... A little Action McAfee. By the way, I think that's his new name. Mm. Ah. Action. Strong. Action Mac. Well, I got that from Adam Thielen. His kid's name is Asher. Mm -hmm. But when he said it, he said it so fast, I thought he said his kid's name was Action Thielen. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Action's a great fucking name for a kid. I'm going to name my kid that. Would you, would you nickname him Maction? Because you put the Mac in front? It's good to be back, huh? Yeah, it's something to think about. I mean, I... I I feel like there's a I negative connotation with Maction. Like it's used to, like he's great at, with, you know, getting women or something. You know oh, because I mean? he's yeah. Mackin? Yeah, That's yeah. how your generation takes yeah, it. Yeah. Maction in my head is Tuesday uh, night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maction. Maction. Mac conference, which I once was committed to go to school there <laughs> and then went ahead and decided to go somewhere else, which <laughs> might bring up bad memories. So uh -huh. maybe we're Adam Thielen conversation that you're going to hear later in the show today. Definitely great, definitely worth it. And I thought he named his kid Action, which could have been, I mean, one of the greatest names of all time. He named his kid Asher, also good, but I might name my kid that. But the basketball players, my kid needs to do that. My kid needs to find a way to put up 700 to 800 shots a day. My kid 
needs to figure out a way to be a spot shooter because it feels as if the NBA is only going to get bigger and bigger. It's getting more popular than it is. Yeah. It's not getting less popular. It's getting more popular. And as lacrosse continues to battle, <laughs> I get it. They have a professional league. <laughs> I, I get it. I mean, it's the same thing with soccer. I, I'm just glad it wasn't hockey. Oh, what's that? Well, hockey too. I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on. I love hockey. I love playoff hockey. I'm a diehard Penguins fan in the playoffs. Everybody knows that. Yeah. I like watching soccer. Wayne Rooney scored from like 90 yards oh, out this past mm-hmm. weekend. And that was impressive. I tweeted it out. said it was a fucking bomb. And then everybody was like, what's so impressive about that? The goalie was then on 18. It was like, dude just kicked the ball 100 yeah. yards. <laughs> <laughs> he scored a fucking goal. And it's Wayne Rooney. All yeah. right? Let's get off the guy's dick a little bit. Lacrosse, I guess, will grow. But I feel like it's such a limited demographic of humans that play it, right? Been hearing that for 30 years. Well, that's, it's like Dippin' Dots, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Lacrosse is You're like right. Dippin' Dots. I like Dippin' Dots. I like the cookies and cream Dippin' Dots. But boy, if I could just get the regular ice cream versus not, I'm going to go with the regular ice cream every time. Lacrosse, I like lacrosse. I watch it. I don't fully understand it. I think the field's too big. I think they run too much. I think about if I was to play, how tired I would get. I can't be a big fan of it. But it's also such a limited di- uh, demographic. Maybe it'll grow. Maybe it'll be huge. I like that they have a league now. It's getting a lot of pop. I think Paul Rabble, Rabiel. Sure. Rabble. I think he's a handsome guy. I think, <laughs> I think he's a good business guy. I like what he does on the internet. I like his interviews, but I'm just not sure lacrosse is going to captivate people. I think the NBA is captivating individuals now, especially in this concussion CTE world that we're in right now. I think basketball is captivating humans. His little action McAfee's going to have a fucking sick jumper. He's going to sign for 191 day. Oh, that'd be nice. 190 mil for little action McAfee. Hey, he grows up in this office. It's possible. There's no way I'm letting my kids around you fucking <laughs> degenerates, especially you, Zito. There will be no Uncle Zito to action. Oh, <laughs> my God. Quick feet. Oh, little, oh, get, you get them on the ladders out here? Sorry, let's go. Get open. Get around the scene. Get around the screen. Set up your own shot. It's the way it goes. Everybody's saying, though, right now that uh, if Kawhi Leonard, which, by the way, by the time this show drops, might have already signed with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. If he ends up with the Lakers, they're going to win it all, right? Because it's Bron Bron, Brow Brow, and Kawhi, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and Iggy. Iggy's going to join, too. And finals MVP every single year. Andre Iguodala <laughs> is going to join them as well. That team's unstoppable. If he doesn't sign there, the, I guess there's real parity in the NBA all of a sudden. Yes. Right. Yeah, there's about 10 teams that could compete if he doesn't go to the Lakers, but... The Clippers didn't get anybody, so I don't see why Kawhi wouldn't go to the Lakers now. Because he wants to be in L.A. or New York, right? He wants an international brand. That was the big thing, the Kawhi brand. Mm-hmm. He wants to build an international business, which I would argue you could say on an international team. Correct. But. Stay there. Stay in the East. You could put an entire country on your back every year. Every single year. By the way, Dumpy's still here. Happy Canada Day yesterday. Proud of you, bud. Oh, thank you. Thank he you. made it another Canada Day. <laughs> One more. That boy. <laughs> Is that like 4th of July, but for you guys? Yeah. We got, we got a big 4th of July show coming up on Thursday, by the way. Mm-hmm. Ty Schmidt has pieced together a masterpiece, a Bob Ross painting of the greatest events that have happened on this show since its inception. Yeah. Ain't that right, Ty? Yeah, thousand percent. <laughs> you were working on it that whole flight home from the Bahamas. I was, and actually at the resort as well. I had to take, you know, couple hours to, you, to put it aside. Wow. Yeah, right, good for him. Um, biggest move of... Free agency for the NBA was Kevin Durant going to the Nets. Yeah, and Kyrie. Kevin and Kyrie going to the... Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of people, a lot of the haters out there are talking about how 
Kevin Durant's not going to be able to play next year. I think he still plays the second half of the season. I think yeah. so, too. Uh, just with the way modern medicine is, I assume he'll come back quicker than anybody else has ever come back from this. That's what happens. Every injury, the next big star that suffers it comes back quicker than ever because they're breaking the previous injuries record. you got a lot of, I don't want to say too many cooks in the kitchen, but you got a lot of people that are going to be trying to help that Achilles heal as fast as possible. And I don't know how science is or whatever, but I'm assuming he is going to come back at least half a season. Kyrie Irving, I guess, is not beloved by every team that he goes to. I think uh, that's safe to say. It's very safe to say. So that's what a lot of people are saying on the internet. I don't know. So a lot of people are saying this is the most overhyped free agency move in history because Durant's not going to be playing, Kyrie isn't loved, and the Nets aren't really going to be that good. But I think that is all Knicks fans just spin-zoning the fact <laughs> and, that Brooklyn is now dominating the big city. And you're also in the East. If Kawhi doesn't stay with Toronto, I mean, the East is wide open. Who do you, The Sixers? Sixers? They lost Jimmy Butler. I mean, uh, Jimmy Butler's with the Heat. They and gave Tobias Pat Riley's Harris. back, by the way. <laughs> Pat Riley's all the way oh, back. Oh, here, hold on. I have a game for you. So the Clay got the most money. Five for one ninety because he's staying where he was. Clay Thompson, number two, and Clay th- Thompson stayed at Golden State. Yeah, yeah. And they got. I thought he was gone for sure because yeah. he was sick Angela of Russell. Because he was sick of oh Delo. He's got dreads now. Yeah, but he, I saw him working out in the gym. He was really draining some shots. You got to respect the Warriors for not giving up on that team and going all in again to get D'Angelo Russell. I do. I do, Gumpy. Do you? I don't know if that's sarcastic or not. No, that's serious. I don't think I know who D'Angelo <laughs> Russell is. Uh, he good. plays basketball. Yeah. He yes. is huge for the. Well, Nets that was my that year. was my that was my game here. <laughs> so the number two and number three, they both got five years, one hundred eighty million. Do you have any idea where Tobias Harris or Chris Middleton play? Okay, Tobias Harris sounds like a white guy. Yeah, that's Chance. a white that's a white guy's name. He definitely ended up in Memphis. I think he was in Memphis, Tennessee, walking Beale Street like fucking Elvis Presley. <laughs> Tobias is walking in, in Memphis. Memphis. Got a hundred and something million. Am I right? Sixers. He's a white guy, though? No. And what was the other guy's Chris name? Chris Milton, also $180 million. Chris Milton, who just signed for $180 million, is going to be a complete difference maker for the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen a team that was going to come around as fast as the fucking Michael Jordan-led Charlotte Hornets after losing to Kemba to Boston, after getting Hayward and Kemba connection up there in Celtics, yep. which are they got to feel really good about. I, I, honestly, having this Mr. Milton guy down there with the Hornets <laughs> is going to bring the entire Queen City alive. And that's going to become a basketball town once again, especially with the way uh, that guy likes to play basketball. It's a real gritty player. He gets in the paint. He's kind of a uh, uh, grungy. Sharp elbows. Yeah, yeah. He's got sharp elbows. He's not scared to take to the rack. Oh, yeah. He's got a good base. So when he jumps up to rebound, he's not going to roll an ankle. He's durable. He's a good $180 million <laughs> offer for that guy. Uh, he is staying with Giannis in Milwaukee. Of course he is. I, honestly, I heard all those rumors about going to Charlotte. I thought it was a bad idea, especially when you got a chance to play with the Greek freak still. Yeah. You know that's, what I mean? That's the for type sure. of money that was being thrown around yesterday that's for unbe- these dudes. unbelievable, dude. It's wild. Unbelievable. Is that guaranteed? Yeah. yeah 100%. Oh, yeah. Somebody said something about, like, there was $107 million offered to somebody, and Woj was on ESPN. He was like, oh, no, that's only $97 million guaranteed. <laughs> the other 10 are locked into championships or something. I'm like, oh. <laughs> but and I said this to Aaron Rodgers this weekend. I said, Aaron Rodgers, you signed for $100 million guaranteed. It was crazy. That is $0 compared to the NBA players. How does that make you feel? And he just said, it's a lot of money. Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of money, man. It really is. Think about that. Yeah. So much that incredible. is generational wealth. Yes. That is not just... And by the way, 
I want him to get paid more. Yeah. Somehow. I, I hope they, like, I love seeing that happen. For Mr. Tobias Milton or whatever the fuck is that? <laughs> I like seeing that guy sign for $200 million. I like seeing people succeed. It was just like at the WWE NXT thing. This guy was coming out to play a video game thing for $1 million, and he got booed by everybody. Oh, I booed the shit out of that guy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, this guy's about to win a million dollars. Let's be happy for the guy. He's about to win a million dollars. Everybody's like, fuck that guy. He doesn't deserve it. I'm like, who cares? <laughs> if somebody's going to hand him a million dollars, let him yeah. take it. Yeah, what a story. Yeah, if somebody's about to get $400 million down there in Charlotte or Minnesota, where? Where? Milwaukee. Milwaukee, let him take it. <laughs> he I was think, showing off too much. I think we should be happy. I think we should be more happy for people whenever they get rich. Honestly, I hope everybody I gets rich. I only get mad at people who are rich at stuff I could do. Definitely don't get mad at NBA players who do stuff I can't even come close to. Doing. I am excited to hear a list of things that you can do that people. Yeah, get rich me too. Off of. I was going to ask the same. <laughs> thing. And that people get rich off of that you get gambling. 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 Yeah. Okay, so if one guy hits uh, for a hundred thousand dollar bet, you hate that guy. Yeah, for sure. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Con men. <laughs> Danny Ocean. Yeah, yeah, you hate up. him. You fucking hate him. And then anyone who plays the fucking lottery. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's they're, about play, it. they're playing it better it's than about, you. That's about it. It is, it is so interesting. We live in this society of, I guess, hatred. It, it, and that sounds bad because I don't think it's all bad. I think we have a very vocal, hatred, hateful people out there. But, man, whenever I see people sign like that, I get a lot of tweets that are like, uh, don't you think you should have maybe tried basketball? It's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> sure, man. Yeah, you know what I also should try to do? Like, uh, maybe create Snapchat. Yeah. <laughs> I, should, I wish I would have went back and tried that in college instead of fucking hopping on a scooter trying to catch a lion with deli meat. I mean, that video. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I wish I fucking played basketball professionally. What type of question is that? Stop uh, tweeting uh, me that question. I'm uh, sick of it already. So dumb. Who was the guy from Snapchat that you know? How uh, Griff Whalen could have oh, been in Snapchat. He just sits on the other side of the room. He oh. he created some fucking uh, probably some vegan snack. <laughs> <laughs> Makes tens of dollars right on the other side of the room. The guys created Snapchat. Just go uh. sit over there, bro. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. But yeah, I like what the NBA is doing. It I never like. stops. You got to love it. The NBA, the drama, it, just, it never stops. Well, that's why that and the NFL are the two biggest sports in America because they neither of them ever Hold on. stop. So I asked Chris Paul about this at the golf tournament. I said, I said, Chris Paul, and this was early, so I don't think he was as loose with me yet, but he mm -hmm. still gave me this answer. I said, why does it feel like your league is filled with so much drama. I say, is it because there's so much money? Is it so much money, you're you're everywhere, your names are so notable. Like, it's just so much drama in the NBA. He goes, it's crazy, man. He goes, I got an update on my phone saying I was going to be in Space Jam. <laughs> he said, I'm not in Space Jam. <laughs> he said everything. He said, things just happen. He said, people just say things and it's gone forever. And he was like, and there's no fixing it. No accountability. No, yeah, no accountability. It's like... Uh, he, yeah, he said no. He his direct words were, "There's no accountability. Like it just goes and it's gone, and then it's oh, who cares? That guy's life's ruined. See so you later. people remember forever now." Yeah, exactly. He was like, "I literally got an update on my phone. It said I'm in Space Jam, which I think he thought that I would have known that I got the update too. I did not. I, I had no idea. I told him congratulations. <laughs> you know what, Chris? You you should be I mean, in Space Jam. Yeah. That is what I said to him. Didn't I? He said I got an update on my phone saying I was in Space Jam. I was like, congratulations. Man, he's like, I'm not in Space Jam. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I was like, you should be in Space Jam, though, Chris. And then I just like drove and we like walked away. And I was like, oh, there's a rough start with Chris Paul. It was a rough start. We came around. You're gonna hear the whole story about the weekend coming up here in a bit. Boy, we had one down in the Bahamas. Uh, 
I got fourth degree burns on my neck and head. Ty Schmidt's shins took a trip to the sun. <laughs> <laughs> we had one. You'll hear all about it. Also, Adam Thielen. I love today's show. Look at us breaking oh, down NBA free oh, agency. Geez. Crushing it. Beautiful. <laughs> It's like I'm an NBA expert. It is. What's that guy's name? Tobias Milton? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Superstar. <laughs> I'm going to sleep better tonight knowing that I know that. And I'm going to sleep on the greatest bed and mattress that has ever existed. And that's from our friends at Lisa. Yep. Lisa right now is offering 15% off plus two free pillows during their 4th of July sale. You can also get up to $300 off. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash McAfee. And this is what Lisa does. You go on there. You get up to 15% off, up to $300 off. You get two free pillows because America's celebrating a birthday in just a couple of days. And what you get is convenience. They ship the mattress right to your front doorstep in a box. What you get is the greatest mattress you've ever laid your head on. They do all the research for you. Hey, is that bed comfortable in that creepy mattress store you're in? Maybe. Or is it just comfortable because you want to get out of there? Answer is B. That is what we've been saying this whole time. Lisa sends you an actually comfortable bed right to your front doorstep so the convenience is at an all-time high. You just drag that box right into your bedroom and you unbox it. But Pat, that sounds like a real hassle. Is it, Ty? Uh, no, not at all. It actually only takes about two minutes. You see that? You open the box, you cut the plastic, the mattress pops up. There you go. Best bed you've ever had in your life. Lisa.com forward slash McAfee, 4th of July sale, 15% off plus two free pillows. Why don't you get a good night's sleep maybe in a couple of days? Why don't you reward yourself for America celebrating another day of birth? Why don't you go to Lisa.com forward slash McAfee? So I ended up in the Bahamas at a golf tournament I should not have been at. <laughs> I was by far the worst golfer there. Ooh. Aside from my guy Tyler Johnson, Johnson who's oh. a good friend of mine, push mm-hmm. a T three hundred five. He used to play on the <laughs> Heat. Now he plays on the Suns. Mm-hmm. Good friend of mine. He and I were by far the the least uh, talented golfers there. Everybody that was golfing there literally told us that a part of their daily schedule is golfing at least one round of golf. <laughs> wow. So like D. Will, by the way, good friend of ours, I'd assume he's going to be on the show at some point, uh, took a shot at me on his Instagram post. He said, every morning I take my kids to wherever they got to go, I work out, then I get around a golf in, then I pick my kids up. Uh, Del Curry plays like six rounds of golf a day. <laughs> Kyle <laughs> Williams plays, like everybody we talk to, they're like, oh yeah, we get like a round a day in a day or so, or you know what I mean? It's like they're, they're like addicted to mm-hmm. golf. Sure. I literally played my first full round of golf <laughs> in the last two years in the first round of that tournament. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it didn't even show. You couldn't even tell. I mean, couldn't even all. tell, boys. Couldn't even tell. The IG stories made it look like you were 13, 14 under after five. Well, I could have been, honestly. I, I mean, I was undefeated. I was undefeated. I still am an undefeated uh, championship yep. golfer. Mm-hmm. I have a championship out here sitting right behind me. Uh, this one's going to sting a little bit for uh, the, the boys in the NBA. This one's going to sting a little bit because it did get a little bit... By the way, this the competitive juices... Oh, it came out. It, 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 there was some real tension in these things. There was some very serious golf being played, and I was just dropped right in the middle of it. I mean, it, was, it was a wild, wild scene. But as soon as we got there, uh, we played around the Thursday. Everything started on Friday, I found it. I thought there, it was starting on Thursday. We got mm-hmm. there on Thursday. Turns out everything was starting on Friday, so we went out and swung the sticks a little bit. And on Thursday, I was really... It was my first time hitting on grass, I think, in three months. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were trying to figure it out. I was hitting some good balls. I was trying to I was trying to find it, find it a little bit. We played nine holes then. And then we go to the intro thing, and they're like, uh, okay, tomorrow you have uh, 27 holes. I'm like, what? <laughs> 
27 what? fucking holes tomorrow. I'm playing with Scoby. I'm playing with Thielen. Scoby wants to be a professional golfer. Like, he actually wants to. He trains on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Great golfer, by the way. It's right paying on. off. Yeah. I want to let him know it's paying <laughs> off. Thielen, who we will be talking to later today on today's show, is one of the most explosive golfers I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. Me and him took on Chris Paul and Del Curry in alternate shots. Del Curry. <laughs> Next fucking level, by the way. As soon as Del Curry showed up on the T-Box, first thing I did is I did like an air jump shot. And I was like, how's that look? Does that look pretty good? And he was like, uh, yeah, tucked an elbow a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't teach me, but I, I wanted Del Curry just to look at my shot and be like, yeah, yeah I was good, which he did. We have on tape. Yes, we do. He said, good shot. I'm like, thank you, sir. Chris Paul was struggling at that point. Mentally, he was defeated because in the first round, he got beat up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he's a good, very nice human being, by the way. Uh, you read a lot of rumors on the internet about people People and especially in the NBA, mm-hmm. and you can read to everybody there was incredibly nice. I've never met a, a nicer batch of human beings. There was golf influencers there. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's this lady named Kenzie. There was a lady named Chelsea there. ESPN caddy Michael was the MC <laughs> through the whole thing. We're talking about really good people who are really good golfers, much better golfers than I am. All these human <laughs> beings. But we go into this Del Curry. Um, Chris Paul match. First one, me and Scobie take on Ray Allen and uh, Tyler. Tyler, push a T. Good golfer, bad golfer. Uh, I mean, Ray Allen's a good golfer. Tyler's a bad golfer, right? Yes. Ray Allen was a good golfer. And Ray Allen and I also could have met on the flight down there. (laughs) He was sitting in a row behind us. Chose not to say a word. <laughs> Ray Allen had headphones on. We had an hour and a half delay because Ty clogged the shitter. <laughs> Ty, is that what happened? Uh, I mean, I guess you could say that. The thing started fucking overflowing oh. right as we stepped onto the plane. And I was in I was in the seat next to the shitter. And yeah, I mean, it, all down the aisle, they brought in like a, a jumbo-sized vacuum cleaner. Oh, so we man. ran. So we fly from Indianapolis to Miami. Then the... The flight from Miami to the Bahamas. And it was supposed to be like a 40 minute in between time. So it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. We got behind schedule like 10 minutes, I guess, in the plane. So now we only have like 30 minutes to get there. The Miami airport might literally be the entire size of the 305 <laughs> area. Code. That was like walking 18 holes itself. It, yeah. was, it, was, it was insane. We had three different trams we had to get on. We had to run. We got on a train, get on another one, run, get on another train. We watched somebody almost get their face taken off on one of the trains. Oh, she almost died. She got jammed in a tram. It oh, thing slammed. Ma'am. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it was, she was like, it was was a sprint to get on and then wham slammed on her and then she like backs up again it opens up so she goes to go back in bam once more again, again. and me and fox are supposed to not laugh at this i just like turn my back to the situation she gets on there so we we sprint like home alone it through the entire miami airport we finally get there we get on the seat and we're like and then they're about to close the doors and that's when i get the text from ty that says the shitter is just spewing all over me so then uh, the captain goes, uh, this is your captain from flight deck. Uh, apparently, there is a little bit of a maintenance problem with the toilet in the back. We're going to have to fix that before we take off. This should only be roughly 30 minutes. So we're like, all right, thanks, Ty. You know, So I FaceTime with Ty, and the guy is literally just sucking shit <laughs> all around Ty for those 30 minutes. So me and me and Nick are sitting in the front. You know, We're getting our nice water served to us. We just sprinted through Miami, getting some peanuts. We're having a good time. Ray Allen sitting behind us. There's about 17 kids back here who I guess have a very rich dad that just are chewing the shit out of the loudest chips I've ever heard in my entire life. Almost got off the plane myself. Almost went into the shitter where they were trying to clog it off. But we're having a good time. I FaceTime with Ty again. There's just like a 
remember there's him just baking and shit back there. <laughs> so that 30 minutes passes. They finally get it all cleaned up, and they go to takeoff. And the, the captain comes on and goes, well, this is your captain from flight deck. The maintenance issue has been resolved. And I'm like, thanks, Todd. <laughs> he goes, but while we were trying to resolve that issue, the ground crew decided to leave and go to another plane. Oh. <laughs> so we have called for another ground crew quite some time ago. <laughs> we have heard nothing back. <laughs> <laughs> exact words. Not quite sure what to say here. <laughs> Hold tight. So another hour and 15 minutes pass. So now we're delayed two hours at this point. Ray Allen is sitting less than six inches away from me. He doesn't budge, by the way. <laughs> Not a single move. He's got these massive headphones on. He's watching something on his iPad. He looks like he is so laser focused like it was fucking game seven. I, I thought about like talking to him like six different times. I just didn't think the time was right. So we finally get on down there. We land. And in the Bahamas, it's beautiful. I mean, it's absolutely gorgeous. Ty Schmidt almost loses his bag. So <laughs> Ty had to sit in shit. Oh. He had to do this whole thing, and then he couldn't find his bag in the Bahamas. I mean, it was just uh, it, everything was going wrong for Ty. <laughs> so we get to the hotel. We check into the hotel, and they're supposed to give you like a full pamphlet whenever you walk in. We look like such a group of slapdicks that the people that are running the tournament didn't even know we were in the tournament. So we didn't get the pamphlet. We were just kind of walked right to our room. So no clue what the schedule was. No clue what the schedule was at this point. Had no idea. So we decided to just go golf. Like, all right, we'll go golf. We'll see how we get on a course. We call old Cuzzy Sam from CAA. He takes yep. care of us. And then that's when they tell us, like, hey, tonight at 7, you have something. We're like, oh, that, there it is. Okay, so we have something tonight. So we go golf. We golf. I'm dialing in. I'm figuring out. We go to this uh, opening ceremony, and it is... But the Rosemar, I believe, is where we stayed. A place is called Rosewood. Rose, Rosewood, Rosewood yeah. at Baja Mar. First class operation. Oh, I, yeah. I've been very lucky to stay at a lot of resorts. I've spent a lot of money traveling to these nice places. This place was nice. The people all had the same mindset. Like, hey, we want you Americans to get very <laughs> intoxicated and have the time of your life. And now, granted, it might be because they paid a lot of money to be there and all that stuff. They, they might have known a little, little heightened uh, personality on the workers because of who we were. <laughs> I'll take it, though. They're, everybody was very nice to us. We're having a good time. Aaron and Chris Paul get up there and they do their welcoming messages. And Aaron legitimately in his first sentence says, this year I have a secret weapon. His name's Pat McAfee. <laughs> <laughs> to, this entire, awesome. to this entire opening party. There's people that have paid so much money to be at this party. And, and once again, at this party, we were just walking around. Nobody had a clue who we were. We were just walking around. The workers were just giving us shots. We're like, yeah, we'll take it. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Mm -hmm. we do this. Keep going, bud. Yeah, keep, yeah, absolutely. We're just having a good time, just kind of drifting in. We look like we could have potentially had a rich dad that paid for us to be there <laughs> to golf in the pro-am that we didn't even know was happening until we got to that moment that was happening the next morning. And then all of a sudden, Aaron goes, come on up here, Pat. And I'm like, oh, fuck, all right, I'll put... I mean, I just hammered about seven shots. <laughs> I'll put this Red Bull vodka down. And I just grabbed the microphone, and, and now... Literally, what the fuck am I? There's a, there's a drone flying overhead. There's a drone flying overhead. There's Bleacher Report and CBS cameras shooting. And I just got called up here in front of, uh, it was me, Chris Paul, Aaron Rodgers, and uh, ESPN Caddy was up there. Yep. So I just grabbed a mic and just started talking shit. I, I literally just started talking shit on the NBA immediately. You walk up there and you're like, hello, Mr. Chris Paul. Very nice to meet you. I'm here with Aaron Rodgers, the $100 million man. Aaron, how do you feel that the NBA guys make way more money? <laughs> <laughs> and it was the 
hot start. <laughs> it was the hot start. And Aaron said, that's a lot of money. And then I talked about how we were going to win. We we're going to beat the fuck out of you. Blah, blah, blah. And I said, and to be honest, Ray Allen, he was on a shitbox plane for about an hour and a half. <laughs> he was sitting right behind me. He didn't say a word to me. So tomorrow, I'm excited to beat the hell out of Ray Allen. <laughs> so Chris Paul calls up Ray Allen. Oh. So now Ray Allen comes up and he shakes my hand, you know, and Chris, Chris asked him, he said, did you have any idea who he was? And Ray was like, no. <laughs> Still don't, by the way. I'm like, Ray, my guy, you know, like, nice to meet you. Uh, so we go and do the rest of the night. We have a good time. We go into the casino. Everybody's in the casino. Chris Paul's mom was sitting with us at the blackjack table. I mean, we're just, it was like we became best friends with all these humans within four minutes of being there. All because Aaron Rodgers said, I got secret weapons, Pat went. We went from being absolute zeros at this thing. Like, below bottom of anybody else there. People wouldn't even give us a pamphlet when we walked in to now we've been thrusted into this position of like, <laughs> hey, these guys, the only reason why they're here is to have for everybody else to have a good time. That's why he's your best friend. Literally my best friend. That's the power of Aaron Rodgers. At this point, I yeah. honestly believe. So I go up there and speak or whatever. We do our thing. And Aaron goes like, uh, yeah, that's what you're here for, bud. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell you need it, buddy. You just let me know. I wonder if he talked to Peyton before and was like, hey, invite Pat because he's a good time on these golf trips. <laughs> that, that instance set the tone for the entire weekend because we had a couple drinks, but you weren't anywhere near. No. Like, that was just a nice little warm up. Yep. You go up there and get that microphone. And I'm standing in the middle of the crowd and I'm looking to my left and right and I'm hearing what people saying and I'm looking at the looks on their faces everyone thinks you're just hammered drunk because yeah. no one knows you or your personality yeah, everybody like, thinks I'm gone at that point I'm like oh, we haven't even started <laughs> like yet. Chris Paul Chris Paul's already judging you like are you sure you're gonna be able to make it to the T-Box tomorrow man like, <laughs> yeah a lot of there was a lot of judgment a lot of that type of judgment and one person Mike Conley was behind me oh. and he I just hear him turn to his front and go hey Pat McAfee's a wild dude man <laughs> <laughs> Michael Conley, great golfer, by the way. Yeah, a great stud. Every, everybody that was there was a great golfer. So we get there the next morning. We have that, um, it was an early call, too. It was like a 9 a.m. tea time or an 8 a.m. tea time or something like that. And we were at the casino for a little bit. We stopped by this place called Club Bond, oh. which Bahama legend place. I mean, you, you walk in there, you, you think to yourself, you know, Probably regret coming into this place. <laughs> but uh, we made a little stop through, went back, passed back out, went to bed, woke up the next morning. Now it was time to golf. And they had outfitted us. So they'd given us costumes to wear, uniforms. IZOD was the sponsor, mm-hmm. I guess. So they give us costumes. But they gave me like four different bags. And I didn't have that pamphlet telling me what, you know. So I didn't know what costume wear. So I put on an outfit. I think it looked good. I matched it. I walk out to the lobby. I immediately get told to go back to my room, <laughs> put on another shirt. We're not wearing that till this afternoon. I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, all right. is there somewhere I should? In the pamphlet. I'm like, well, we didn't get a pamphlet. So I go and change my costume. We go there. We're like 15, 20 minutes early, by the way. We are there before most other people. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. This was big. This yeah. was big, That's by the huge way. for you. Especially after what happened the night yes. before where everybody was potentially judging us mm-hmm. for not, you know, having it together. Uh-huh. So we get there, we even get some practice strokes in, and that was where I debuted the uh, barefoot. <laughs> so whenever I walked out onto that practice green, or practice, uh, like, driving range, which was four miles away, whenever I walked out onto that thing with the barefoot, some heads were turned. J.R. Smith even, like, it was like... <laughs> <laughs> is this what we're doing? J.R. Smith, my guy. Yeah, really? yeah. Another great guy. My guy. J.R. Smith Shirt off at all? is a hero of a human. I don't know how to say that. So nice, hilariously 
hilarious. Just everything about J.R. Smith is exactly how you think. But in a gentleman, I thought he was going to be like a savage. Like <laughs> From everything I've heard about J.R. Smith, I thought he was going to be like a ridiculous savage. Not the case. Still a savage, but very much a gentleman. And, and that very was nice. it was kind of nice to see, actually. Mm-hmm. So I get on the golf course, and it's uh, or on the practice range, and it's uh, me, and then it's Aaron Rodgers, and then right there next to him, Brett Favre. So it's uh, <laughs> so Brett Favre hits like a 700-yard shot. Aaron Rodgers hits the ball well. And then I have a 7-iron that goes ahead and just fucking draws that thing straight out ahead. And I'm like, yeah, hey, tell you what, pretty, three elite quarterbacks here. <laughs> <laughs> Bombing the ball. Nick's standing in the back, right? He's got uh, stars and striped socks up to about the mid-calf. And he's just got a camera behind it. And as soon as I hit it, because it really was like a... I turn around the Nick and I'm like, did you just get that sequence of events? He's like, oh yeah, my God. <laughs> I'm like, my guy, I feel like I'm really a part of this thing, but you're so in awe by all these humans. Like mm-hmm. Brett Favre, I, the only place anybody really sees him anymore is a, as seen on TV yeah. section of a Walgreens because mm-hmm. of his copper fit. He's a fucking animal, dude. His arms look like Popeye right now. <laughs> I was, some guy played with him in his pro-am that was about to happen immediately in the morning, and they were like... Uh, Brett Favre hits the ball 350 yards every single time he hits the ball. And I was like, must be a copper fit. And they're like, uh, we asked him that same question. He he didn't really talk to us much. So Brett Favre <laughs> shows up at the, we had a lunch after, like uh, after the pro-am before the first big round. There's this like buffet line and Brett Favre shows up and he's sitting like four feet behind me. Aaron Rodgers is sitting at a table with me and Nick and uh, Adam Thielen. So we're just kind of having lunch. You know, we're all friends here. Just kind of relaxing. Just a little chit-chat. Little friendly chit-chat. chatter. I turn around and Brett Favre's here. I'm like, Brett, I heard you hit the ball fucking 400 yards. And he goes, eh, I get a hold of it here once in a while. <laughs> I was like, is it the copper fit? He's like, that and a couple other things I can do now that I'm a bit older. <laughs> and I just started crying laughing. And I was like, Brett, happy to see you, man. And then I looked at Brett. Brett wasn't wearing any of the IZOD shit. Brett had his own cargo shorts on and like Nike shoes or something like that. He looked fucking incredible. Did Gave less bucks than any human. The entire <laughs> weekend. He, he just he didn't associate with anyone. No, he wasn't being rude. No. no. He was he just would living just, his own life. Yeah, he would go favorite. sit by himself oh, at a, a table and eat. He would sit there, just stare at his phone. People would come up and they would get close and you could see them like want to talk to him, but they just respected him too much to even come within a five foot circle of him. I, I often wonder if Brett Favre was like, because when I talked to him, great interaction with him. Every time I talked to him, great interaction. I think everybody was so scared to talk to Brett Favre though. I could see that. Because when Brett Favre walks in the room, you literally look and you go, uh, that's fucking. That's fucking Brett Favre. <laughs> He's got cargo shorts on. His arms look like fucking James Harrison's. I mean, he was incredible. Did, did, did Ty get a chance to, for a one-on-one with the great Brett Favre? I don't yeah. think so, like Brett Favre. When, when I first walked in, I like Pat said, I almost pooped my pants. I was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, Brett Favre standing right there. And then there was a little bit later. Uh, we were in the, the fairway. I think me and, me and Nick were sitting in the cart, and he was right next to us. And I was like. God, I just want to ask him for a chaw. I don't want a picture. <laughs> I don't want anything. And but it, but it's, it's the same thing. It's like I, you just can't do it. I was like, the one thing I don't want to take away from this weekend was that Brett Favre knocked my teeth out. <laughs> <laughs> Asking for a chew. And I don't think Brett Favre would have. I honestly believe that Brett Favre was just enjoying his weekend in the Bahamas mm-hmm. golfing. But I think everybody was so scared to talk to him. And I, I said a couple things to him. And he's he's. He's Brett Favre. He's absolutely. He actually said at one point, "Hey, you should let McAfee get out there and swing during this." Um, it was like a trick shot thing, yeah. and I was getting picked over. I mean, it was I'm gonna look bad on this TV thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna look bad on this TV thing. So we get into the 
We have a little lunch. We have about, I don't know, six hours of rain delays, and uh, we had already played nine holes. Uh, so we're at this golf course already by this point, like six hours, seven seven hours maybe. It's uh, And we finally go out to tea. Now, we finally go out to golf, and it's it's uh, four ball, but you go off of – no, it was just four ball. It was you play your own ball, best score. It was me and Scobie versus Ray Allen and uh, uh, Pusha T. Yeah, yeah, my guy, Pusha T. 305. I followed him. You should do. I'm I'm thinking there's going to be some legendary shit that's going to come from this kid. He's a fucking electric character. So I tee off. I, I spray it right into the woods immediately. I mean, we've just been sitting down for six hours. What do, what do you expect from me, right? I mean, it was a big slice. I mean, we're talking hit the hell out of it. Like when I hit it, everybody was like, and then it just kept on going right into the woods. Scobie, same thing. Ray Allen, same thing, basically. Pusha T, same thing, because we'd just been sitting for six hours because of lightning delay, and then all of a sudden, they're like, boom, we're off and running now. And we, That's tough. I showed up late somehow. I, they were already all in hole. We got lost getting lost, to yeah. our hole. It was a shotgun <laughs> They changed start. the actual holes on the course. So, yeah. like, the normal hole 10 on the course was actually now hole 12. So, like, the cart, the map ah, they gave you, nothing yeah. helped. Yeah, so we got lost. We're literally just driving around the course <laughs> lost. The whole tournament is waiting on us to get to our hole there's like people radioing in like has anybody seen mcafee and then it's like if i get to a hole and they're like oh we got him he's at hole six right now i'm like well i'm supposed to get to 18 they're like oh yeah we know hold on go this way but nobody was really giving us accurate directions they're like just go this way so finally we get to it and we're in the back corner and ray allen's up there and he's already pissed off you know from the night before and they're all ready to go and i see tyler's got his he's got his shorts rolled up like up high because he's got the greatest Heath Ledger Joker tattoo I've ever seen on his left thigh. Oh. Like his entire left thigh just has this tattoo from like here all the way oh, to here. Like so he rolled up his shorts to show that off, like real high. You got to. Yeah. So I was like, well, fuck. This. I mean, if we're doing, a th- <laughs> if we're going to show off, if we're going skies out, thighs out, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I got to represent for something. So I rolled mine up, but mine were white shorts. You see, his were blue. So mine kind of looked like a diaper, but still, <laughs> the thighs, the thighs played. And uh, we played that entire round scopey and i started off a little slow i hit one of the greatest shots of my life on that first hole i mean one of the greatest shots of my life because everybody was out of bounds so had to drop and kind of play catch up and it's best score right scopey was lost everybody else was lost so i still could potentially contribute something here right on hole one that would have been nice to start that way you know it's like when you're in class and you're supposed to read something and the teacher the first question they ask you always answer that question because it looks as if you're so eager and like you really read when you didn't do shit that's what i was trying to do i was trying to like get out on the first hole and be like yep earn a point for our team so that forever scoby feels like he's owes me something you know what i mean because obviously i'm not going to do much here so we drop and i hit one and i i thought it was going in the hole like i i I thought it was going in the fucking hole like in my head i heard the boom 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 (laughs) boom boom from that tiger woods game when it was like seeking Turns out, I was just about two clubs off. That thing went right over the green. <laughs> this was over the practice green, over some bushes, and over a huge Baja Mar sign. Caddy's fault? And he couldn't even see the hole. I mean, I, I don't even know if it was Caddy's fault. I think, honestly, I couldn't even tell you what those clubs go. I don't know how Nick's supposed to know. So there's the fucking entire CBS crew is sitting there because it's the 18th hole. So, like, I hit it over all of the camera people. So the, the golf pro... Scope, the, the, the course pro. The course pro. 
Scobie's gone. His ball, he's lost another ball. So literally, I am the only representative of our team at this point. I'm the only one still alive. The course pro is moving balls off the putting green <laughs> to find mine. Because it's amongst because at their putting green, they got all pro v1s on their putting greens as well so it's it's not like where you can go to a course and be like uh mine's that one it isn't the shitty one they're, they're all nice but i probably had the shittiest ball. <laughs> so they're going through like the the course pro is like going through all all the fucking putting greens. he finds mine he's like here you go and he starts like mopping all the other balls around and he's like you can either hit from here or you can take a drop on the other side of the putting green and, and not take a stroke i was like oh i don't want to just hack up your fucking putting green here so i go on the other side of the putting green Respect. I, I thought so too. Yeah, good move. Nicest course I've ever been on. I'm not going to be <laughs> taking a whack on your putting green. Big divot out of the putting green. <laughs> <laughs> so I go on the other side. I'm in the fringe or whatever of the putting green. And there's an, a full putting green. Then there's a hill. Then there's this sign. Oh, yeah. And then the hole is on the other side of that. <laughs> so I'm supposed to hit this Phil Mickelson flop shot over this fucking thing, right? So I go to Ray Allen. I go, hey, Ray, can you tell me where the hole is? Because I can't see anything. And Ray, like, he's your caddy. Like, points at Nick. Like, Nick's supposed to do it. So Nick goes over and he stands and he's like... I think it's like right here. And I was like, all right, you're going to want to get the fuck out of the way. And then I go on and hit one of the greatest golf shots of my entire Drop fucking dime. life. Like six feet. I hit it for, I go wham, and it hits on the other side of the hill. And I see it, it was going to go way left. And I see it bounce like right back right. And I'm like, wait a minute. If Nick was right, that might be going in the fucking hole. Six feet. How you doing? Mm. Put that nice. fucking thing in. I think we tie. I think, we, I think <laughs> yeah. we're all square after yep. hole one, strictly Push. because of me right there. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, Scobie, you owe me now, right? You owe me. If it wasn't for that fucking Phil Mickelson thing, then we go on and Scobie got hot. I mean, Scobie just got fucking hot. It, we went through two rain delays during that round. We had to sit out in the middle of the course. There's lightning everywhere. There was a, it was a long one, but Scobie just got fucking hot. And it was cool to watch, I'm going to be honest. And Ray Allen got flustered. I mean, yeah. it was Ray <laughs> Allen versus me and Scobie because old Tyler didn't get hot yet. He was still a little tight from the bar or wherever he was. I don't know if he was a drinker, but from the six-hour layoff. And, and Ray Allen got a little flustered watching Scobie just... Every drive, every time. And it was fun. <laughs> so I ended up 1-0 after the first round. All right, here I am. Me and Scobie, we're in a point for the NFL. I'm really contributing something. I'm, I'm, I'm really doing something for the team. So then about eight holes into that, we thought it'd be done because at this point, it's already 6 o'clock at night. So we'd been here all day. They go, hey, they want to do alternate ball after this too. So I got to play another nine holes again. <laughs> uh, like, uh, Yeah, after this. So it's like, so now it's me and Thielen versus Chris Paul and uh, Del Curry. Mm -hmm. And that was when the jump shot thing happened. Mm -hmm. So we get going and Del Curry, he might have shot a fucking 10 under by himself. <laughs> yeah, he's so good. He is so good at golf. I, I, when I say this, I mean, I told him, I was like, why aren't you playing in that fucking old man uh, championship or whatever? Probably because he's so rich now he doesn't have to. Yeah. But he is un. Believable. Every shot was just like center cut. It, it was like shaved. Every putt was just buried. I, he made me putt one out from like three feet. Too. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. he made me putt one out. He was like, uh, like we were looking at. I was looking at him. Me and Thielen were looking at him. This was a gentleman's game. I was really looking at him, and Del like looked at me, and then he like looked away, and I was like, "Wait a minute, are you gonna make me putt this?" And he just looks at it. He like leans on his thing. He's like, "I just want to see it. I just want to see it." <laughs> <laughs> so I I putt it because it's alternate ball. So yeah. it was me oh, having to make it. Jesus. So I putt it and I make it. And I look at him. I go. We will not forget this. <laughs> <laughs> and I pick the ball up and I walk away. Now, in his defense, you could tell he was a little frustrated because Chris was playing when Chris wasn't playing his best that day because he had struggled a little bit earlier. And well, and also, I mean, we were on that golf course 
And even if you love golf, I would assume if you're on a golf course for 20 straight hours, at some point something's going to give. Mm-hmm. And for me and for Chris Paul, that did happen. I don't know about everybody else, but for me, it definitely did. And for Dell, who had just got done playing with Scottie Pippen. Oh, yeah. oh. Who? Dell Curry looked me right in my eyes. This is this is what we call a little preview of what's about to come in. A, a four, what's that called? Four, foreshadow. This yeah. is all foreshadow. Del Curry looked me right in my eyes and said, Scotty Pippen struggled today. I, I don't think he's really that good of a golfer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's Scotty Pippen, though, Del. You know? So we do our round. Del Curry's getting flustered because he's playing the best golf he's ever played in his life. I think. No, I think it's how he plays every day. <laughs> yeah, right. So we end up going, Thielen, we go to a par four. I think we're even. It's a drivable par four. I think it's like 290 or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's a 290-yard par four. So I bring out my driver. I end up left of the green, like right left of the green. Pin high. And, yeah, pin mm-hmm. high. And Thielen goes, oh, I'm going to use my three wood. Where are you? You're left of the green? I was like, yeah, he's, I'm going to use my three wood. I'm like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> hey, how about that, Thielen? How about you go fuck yourself? So Thielen gets this three wood, and he hammers back. And I have never seen a more impressive golf shot in my entire fucking life. He flies the green, which is 290. This is his three wood. Flies the green, goes over the cameraman's head, who's 20 yards behind it, off of the cart path curb in the back and bounces back into play right onto the cart path, dead center of it. So he hit his three wood in the air. Uh, and I could say this because I think it's true. Like 325 yards. Yeah. I think he hit his three wood. Like 320 in the air. In the fucking air. He bounces back and lands on it. And I thought it was in the hole from where we were standing because it was right over it. I was like, just like my first shot of the of the fucking uh, Josh Gobi one. I was like, is that in the hole? I think he put it in the hole. And we go there. It's way over. And uh, the camera guy was like, well, you really got a hold of that one? And I was like, that was a three wood, sir. He was like, a three wood? <laughs> that thing flew over my head so I didn't even know it was coming. I'm like, good for you, Thielen. Yeah, we use my ball. You're welcome, Thielen. <laughs> then he hits it. I hit it. I make a birdie putt. We go up. Then we battle for the next, like, probably 10 holes, or next, like, six holes. It's just like a battle, battle, battle. Chris Paul has a chance of winning it at the end with, like, a four-foot putt. <sighs> he misses that. I, I'm so thankful he missed that because I missed a little gimme earlier. <laughs> In you guys' defense, though, those are maybe the toughest greens on the earth. Slow. Slow. Oh, really? Really. Slow. Very soft. Slow, slow, slow. Not great. Good. Not good. No, I've been practicing up here on the fucking kitchen floor. <laughs> and now we go there. It's like it's literally like you're playing like on a rug, yeah. like at your house. So like, they were slow even Thursday when we got there and it was ninety nine degrees, blaring heat. And then on Friday when we played these rounds, it had rained all day. Mm-hmm. So they just got even slower. And in the afternoon the grass grows, so they get yep. a little slower. Yep. Everybody, knows, Everyone that. knows that. Everybody knows that. I did it one of the sickest flop shots in history. Oh <laughs> I mean, one of the I busted out the film makes a flop shot because um my particular uh, it was it was during the pro am yep. section there, and we were way out of contention. I don't even know if they were even keeping score. Whatever happened, <laughs> we did, it meant nothing. And I was like probably thirty yards out from the hole, yeah. and uh, it was not a lot of good green to work with. And I, and I look at Travis Fulton, who by the way, good guy, Travis Fulton, guy. PGA, good guy. <laughs> I might still be alive. We don't know. <laughs> that guy might have drank seven bottles of wine yeah. on the last night. I'm so impressed by what he was putting down. He was, and he could still golf. Yeah. <laughs> Travis Fulton's an impressive figure. He is. But he, uh, I look at Travis Fulton right in the eye, and I go, uh, you ever see the golf fix? 
And I go, uh, I learned this on a golf fix. Me and Phil do this. And I laid my six interview completely sideways. And I swung as hard as I fucking could. And I expected to blade that thing four <laughs> fairways over. That motherfucker went straight up in the air, came straight down to like probably six feet again. Just he like, was closer than that. Yeah, it was like straight, <laughs> boom, right on the ground. Everybody thinks I'm a great golfer. All of a sudden, all the golf influencers are like, look at this flop shot from this guy. <laughs> like, there's going to be people on TV that are going to be like, I saw Pat McVie at this flop show one time. I showed Darren Rodgers soon as I sat down. I was like, you ever see a fucking flop shot like this, like Phil Mickelson? And Aaron goes, why don't you start like a little beef with Phil Mickelson? <laughs> <laughs> Is that the shot that you put on your store and you yeah. tagged Phil? Yeah, yeah. Incredible, yeah. incredible shot. Yeah, thank you. Incredible thank shot. You. Best shot. That was expected. Well, that was after Ty was like fucking doing good old Ty Schmidt and like Bro, every drive so was 500 yards. I was like, Pat's 30 under. Pat has to be 30 <laughs> under. By the way, those drives, those drives, they were all going in that particular round. They were all yeah. going very far. Yeah, I mean, about I was three twenty average. I was slaughtering the ball in that particular round. Then we kind of moved on and didn't. But um, <laughs> yeah, me and uh, Thielen went up all square there, so we get a half point. So right now I'm one and a half points in. Oh, uh, winner! What do you what do you expect me to do? Mm-hmm. Undefeated still. Can't do point. much more than that. Undefeated at this point. We're going into the last day. They have a little cocktail dinner for us all set up. That's where me and Nick were sitting at opposite ends of the table talking to each other. <laughs> Felt like real big bosses. We showed there. up a little late. <laughs> well, we about, missed half about an hour late. <laughs> the <laughs> fried rice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we had a good time out there. We, we were having a blast. So I was told by Del Curry, Scottie Pippen struggles on a golf course. Right? Right. I was told at that thing that I'm going against Scottie Pippen the next day. Match play, heads up, one-on-one Scottie Pippen. So we decide, like, okay, we could probably have a couple of drinks, stay at the casino a little bit longer than we should. <laughs> I was like, I, Del Curry wouldn't lie to me, you know? No, he wouldn't try to get in your head. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know at that time, though, that I was playing Scottie Pippen. Nobody knew that I was playing uh, Scottie Pippen until okay. that night, though. So it wasn't like Del Curry was, like, specifically trying to tell me that the guy I'm playing, like, Pat, you should go have... Six to seven more Red Bull vodkas than you probably should at the casino. You made that connection on your own. Yes, yeah. I I took my I took my previous research from Del Curry right. with future gains against Scottie Pippen, and I did the math, and I was like, yeah, we could probably stay at this casino and play war all night if we wanted to, and we did, and, and we chose to do that. Oh, they had war. Oh yeah, the they best. had war. It was a good game. It was hot for us too. I mean, I think Ty was losing a lot. Yeah. What else is new? Ty, yeah, exactly. It was good for everybody. I mean, Ty was losing all the battle. But the rest of us were winning our wars. You know what yeah. I mean. So it was happening. But we had a good time. You know, I had a couple cocktails. Plus, like I, I, we didn't know what to expect going into the day. No, clue. going into this tournament. No, and because of the rain delay, I think in retrospect, it made everything a lot looser and kind of more frantic and hassled. And so we were like, oh, this is a good time. We can enjoy ourselves. You know, we don't have to be like uptight. Let's yep. get loose. We can have a couple of drinks. We'll be fine. Yep. So we had that mindset going in. Like, yes, let's let's get after it tonight. We're going to wake up tomorrow, do the same thing. Yeah. We even have to play less holes because of the rain. Yeah, we don't have to play 27 up. holes. It'll be less time. We only got to play 18 holes tomorrow. I mean, honestly, at this point, I'm just playing so much golf. <laughs> I mean, this is going to be an easy day tomorrow. <laughs> so we show up. Scotty Pippen's here. I'm like, hey, Scotty, good to see you, man. And I'm watching him on the practice screen, and he's been putting in work over there. Like, he's he's really working his ass off on this practice screen. I'm like, uh, is Scotty Pippen like He's putting a lot of these chips really close. <laughs> I mean, he was chipping from the rough. He was burying these long putts, and I'm like, that's not Scotty Pippen I heard about. You know, like I, well, and Darren Williams doubled down on the practice screen, too. He's like, oh, you're playing Scotty today? He's like, shit, you're not even going to have to play, really. Yeah, really and I'm fine. like, thank you, D-Will. Appreciate that. And that's why I heard from Dell yesterday. Yeah. I'm like, all right, sounds good. So we get up on the tee box, and uh, Scotty Pippen's there, and I wish him good luck. You know, sir, good luck. I'd like to wish you good luck. And then I look at the camera. I'm like, Scotty Pippen, 
has never been a situation he's about to be in today. <laughs> <laughs> Playing against me. You know what I mean? This guy's got six rings. Yeah. He's a fucking Hall of Famer. But today he's going to play against me. And I don't know how he's going to handle it, to be honest. And we start off and I hit a good tee shot. I mean, I drive the hell out of one. I get going. And I think Scotty, I don't, I don't want to say Scotty was rattled, but I think Scotty thought, oh man, this guy's going to play a little bit. Because he was probably being told, <laughs> by the way, from the NFL guys, the same exact thing yep. that I was being told about him. So we start playing like seven holes in. I'm having great conversations with him. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm like chatting with him. I'm like, what do you do on a daily basis? He's like, well, you know, I live out in LA now. I still got four kids or whatever. He said, I try to get around and golf in a day. And I was like, oh boy, <laughs> that is not good news. So Scotty loves the golf. And then I start seeing Scotty hit some shots that are just like starting to come together. And I'm like, wait a fucking minute. I think I was lied to. <laughs> I think I was lied to. But I started making putts. I was yeah. making, I was burying oh, yeah. putts. So like mm -hmm. it was, things were falling. So I ended, I was up, I was up one on Scotty Pippen there for a little bit. I was really starting to play. And then I hit one out of bounds again over the green, which I think if I figured out my yardages, I would have been in a much better spot in golf. But <laughs> I hit one over out of bounds so I can see the hole. So we're even there. Going in the back nine, I think I was down one like we were really like we were battling like the first nine holes there were five different lead changes yeah it, like, was, it was so fun to watch it was a real battle there and going into the back nine i was like all right i'm starting to feel a little get a little good too i mean i, I may I may or may not have had a vodka and iced tea like all right i'm back in the game here <laughs> feeling a lot better about everything and then i think scotty did the same thing i don't know what he did in his particular we we're walking this by the way yeah mind you i talked about how uh, relaxed the atmosphere was this was not this was not a relaxed atmosphere everybody was walking and Everybody was trying to kill each other. I mean, this was a war zone. It was like, hot. It was hot. It was 148 degrees, possibly. <laughs> which, by the way, I was at the hot work sauna this morning. It kind of prepared me for the Bahamas, oh, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, I've been doing it. That's why I had been going to the hot work sure. sauna, because of the situation. Oh, yeah. But we're walking this thing. It's very hot. I refuse to put on sunscreen. Scotty Pippen had his own umbrella he was using yeah, to keep move. the sun. Great move. One of the most legendary things I've ever seen in my entire life. And Scotty Scotty Pippen went ahead and got real hot. I mean, <laughs> real fucking hot. I was down three with seven left, and I looked right in the camera, and I go, now we go. <laughs> now we go. Because I was starting to, like, really, I was starting to feel it. Like, I was starting to, like, my shots, everything was starting to come together. I was like, now we go. I was like, now I'm going to win the next six here, mm -hmm. and this is going to be incredible TV. Because there was cameras now following our group because of what Scotty was doing, because Scotty Pippen's a legend. I was like, now we go. So I hit a fucking bomb of a drive, par five, bomb of a drive, out drove everybody. And then uh, Patrick Peterson's caddy comes up to me and goes, which, by the way, they told him he was not allowed to do this. So he definitely cheated. Like you, you weren't allowed to help the other people. It was not NFL. It was one-on-one. -on -one. Like You can't even help the other people. Patrick Peterson's caddy comes up to me and goes, hey, with this shot here, just go ahead and move it up in the front of your stance a little bit. Tote your club just a little bit forward and swing as hard as you can. Wait on your back foot. I was like, my guy. So I take out a seven iron. I do the whole thing. And boom, par five. I'm sitting pin high. Fucking beautiful position. Beautiful position. Now, huh? I, I I got a nice little chip. Definitely getting a birdie here. We're about to be two down with six. Possibly an eagle. Possibly an eagle if I could chip in there. No big deal. Scotty Pippen from 190 yards out just fucking dunks it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking boom, bang, and then walks up to the green, gets the ball, cameras on him, and he goes, Pippen ain't easy. I was fucking demoralized. Uh, I was shit. fucking demoralized. So I had a chance to chip in to tie because I was a stroke ahead because of the fucking Patrick Peterson 
caddy tip. So I and I give it a go, and I probably missed by like that much. But man, Scotty Pippen might have glided off of that green walking to the. Ne- I mean, the way he was the way wa- he walked bro- was incredible. The way he was walking to that next hole, and I just looked at him. He like looked at me and was like, he was now four up, and like he knew that there was like this is over. And I'm like, God fucking damn it! It was so awesome. Oh my! He just sucked the soul out of me. Like literally just. <laughs> Brought it out of me. And it, that was over. It was over at that point. I mean, I could see it because I, I was catting for Pat. I was watching him the whole time. And Scotty had just hit, before that chip shot, he had hit the worst shot of his day. Yeah. He, he, and, and, he like Duff shanked the ball to the right, and it was sitting right in front of a bunker. Terrible lie. And it was like, all right, we got him here. You know, this I is, had just this hit probably it. the best shot that I've hit yeah. that day. And I could see you. I could see you like bouncing a little bit. Like It was Aerial. like you right before kickoff. Like yeah, You were Aerial. ready to go. I'm okay. Right. Yep. And he hit it. That ball hit off the green, hit the pin, dropped straight down. And we were like, what the, the fuck, fuck do we do happened? now? And then literally everybody's so happy for Scottie Pippen. <laughs> Patrick Peterson's clapping for him. Like, thought we were fucking teammates in this thing. Everybody, all the TV people are like, that's Scotty. <laughs> like, yeah, you really needed that. You're already Scotty Pippen. Yeah. <laughs> he dunks that thing in, though. And boy, I've never seen a man just look at another man and be like, the fuck are you gonna do to me? <laughs> and there was a shit I could do to him. So he said, "Pimpin' ain't easy." Pippin ain't easy. Get it? You get it? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. his name's Scotty Pippin. Oh yeah, six rings, baby. Yeah, Pippin, how tall is he, by the way? Six forty, probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, his swing, his swing goes to the clods, comes down. I mean, he was very gone. long clubs. I have no idea. I didn't see him, but he, it didn't seem as if he was. Uh, he wasn't bending over. Assume, they weren't off the racks. I would assume no. a guy golfing every day of his life has yeah. some sort of custom set of clubs. Yeah. By the way, I was the only guy without a pair of clubs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another thing against me. So, Your bag is so funny. Oh, it's such a, a mixed bag of fucking clubs. Terrible clubs, too. It's like it's like I, the leftover bag that sits in the corner of the clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody like, forgets a club, that's what Pat's bag of clubs is. I was in that game. You know? <laughs> I was in that game. You know, because it's not the arrow. Right. It's the Native American, Correct. and that's exactly. how I view it. But in this particular case, uh, the other Native American I was battling against <laughs> uh, had a great fucking arrow, and I was Very lied nice. to about it. He might have golf. He might have shot scratch. He yeah, might have shot scratch was, against me. He, he might have shot scratch. There was another me. one. It was a par three downhill. Uh, you were again pin high, just off the green, just yep. a chip and a putt, and uh, you you chip it and you put it in. And uh, Scotty's lining up for his putt. This is his second shot. It's a birdie putt, probably. Probably 16, 17 feet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, I forgot all about this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because he bladed it. Yep. Remember, he bladed it. The crowd saw him blade. By this point, we had a little bit of a crowd because Scotty Pippen was playing, the, I guess, the golf round of his life. <laughs> By the way, best he's ever performed at golf because I'm around, better teammate than Jordan. Yep. People forget. <laughs> People forget. There were whispers going around. There was the whispers going around that if I was around more during that Bulls run, Scotty Pippen's probably Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen. I just saw that guy put on a fucking show out there when everybody's telling me, oh, he can't golf. The guy fucking shot scratch <laughs> against me out of nowhere. Like the way they were talking about him was that he should not have been invited to the tournament. Yes. That is the way that's, really? that's how people Greg Anthony was even saying it. Yeah. Greg Anthony was like the captain of the NBA team, and he got me in his cart at one point to drive me down to a thing. And I was like, yo, Scotty Pippen's unbelievable. He was like, today. Did you have a chance to, t- to talk to Dell after and be like, you fucking lied to oh, me? Oh, yeah. I told Dell. Oh, I was yeah. like, Dell, what the fuck you lied to me? He was like, well, I saw it yesterday. He was not great. And Greg Anthony told me, and I was like, Dell, he 
buried me, Del Curry. He buried me. He was like, hey, Pippin ain't easy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so man. he bladed that shot, and it was like an 18, maybe 20-foot putt even. It was long. And you're in for par, and he putts, makes a birdie putt, just drains it. Drains just straight in. It. Turns the U with a slight little, just casual little cockeyed smile and just says, nice par, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and does that fucking little glide and walks right off the green again. Uh, we're heating up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We're mm-hmm. heating up. Honestly, mm-hmm. this show, I mean, by the end of this thing, full climax. Hotter than Ty's legs. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> Pulsating. <laughs> Foreshadowing. That's a foreshadow joke. <laughs> I would say that we're speaking words very well today. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I would say today is a good speaking word day. And if I wanted to speak words in another language, you know where I would go? Where? Hmm. Babbel. Yeah. Oh. Got to. Babbel is the language learning app that will get you speaking a new language quickly and with confidence. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, there was another platform that used to teach people how to speak another language. You used to plug it in and whatever. You would have to dedicate four years of your life to potentially learn that language. And when you did, by the way, you couldn't speak without having a fucking word bank. I know that because I did it. I ended up in Morocco after I thought I learned French. Without the word bank, I had no idea what to say back to them. So I didn't learn shit. I wasted a bunch of money and a bunch of time. But with Babbel, I'm ready to go in there and start sitting a little tongue to a bunch okay. of people. Okay. Mm-hmm. You speak a new language with confidence. You can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, Chow, mm. and German. Flugzeug. Nine. Just nine. <laughs> nine. Nine. Just nine. Really? Yeah. You're, you're and what big, I just said <laughs> to you was no. <laughs> just nine. <laughs> and I only know that because of our friends at Babel. Babel. Babbel is designed to quickly get you speaking your new language within weeks. It's pretty quick. Weeks, you're speaking That's an fast. entirely new language. Foxy's looking at me a little bit confused, a little bit uh, befuddled. That In English, that means confused. Oh, God. Uh, not, not another language. But why are you so confused? Well, there? if it only takes a couple weeks, I might just do it just to be able to say I can speak another language. That is something you should do, become a well-cultured human being. Bingo. Convenient lessons are only 10 to 15 minutes. Oh. You can, you can do anything for 10 to 15 anything. minutes. Yeah. Learn through interactive dialogue so you can perfect your pronunciation and your accent. Lessons are lovingly created by over 100 language experts. Those are real people. Yes. Mm-hmm. It actually says that right here. Not by a translation machine that's just teaching you the words, not telling you how to actually use them. Stupid. Nope. It's available as an app or online, and your progress will be synced across all devices. Be bold this summer. Yeah. Do something different. Mm-hmm. Let's learn a new language with our friends from Babbel. For a limited time, listeners can go to babbel.com forward slash heartland and get a whole year of access to Babbel for as low as $3.50 a month. Look at you becoming a hero for $3.50 a month. That's free. Go to babbel.com forward slash heartland and select your language. That is B-A-B-B-E-L.com forward slash H-E-A-R-T-L-A-N-D. Babbel. Speak a new language with confidence relatively quickly and for basically no money. Thanks to our friends at Babbel. I'm excited to watch Zito see if he can actually speak Spanish in just yeah. a couple weeks. Fuck you, hypnotist. And back to the show. 
These uh, are the things you pick up when you golf every day, too. You get these little like sayings and shit you bro, can do on the course. Scotty Pippen's the best. He kept calling me pro the whole time. Like uh, fucking John Daly's caddy calls <laughs> John Daly. He was like, it's, nice. it's been nice playing with you, pro. And I'm like, who the fuck? Scotty. Get the fuck out of here, Scotty Pippen. I love Scotty Pippen, man. I absolutely do. I taught him how to shotgun a beer. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Oh. Taught him how to shotgun a beer after he had beat me, obviously. I, during, there wasn't as much friendly banter, but whenever he knew he won, I think he became a fan. He saw you shotgun one. And he looked at it, he goes, what the fuck is that? <laughs> he goes, yeah, I'm going to do one of those with you before they, you got to teach me how to do that. And I was like, sounds good. So I, I did a full instructor. By the way, about to put an instructional video on how to shotgun out on the internet with Scotty <laughs> Pippen. No big deal. And uh, it was after, it was the, the next hole after it was declared over because there wasn't enough holes left for me to catch up. And I think we're all pretty excited about that because the NFL had already been deemed the champion. So mm -hmm. I was already a champion. He had already beat me. We're in a win-win situation here. Let's put our swords away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's put our swords away. So we get out this bubble. First of all, the people that wanted us to do it, Cameron brought me another one of these Calicos, which is the Bahama <laughs> beer, which oh. is their Budweiser, but thicker somehow. <laughs> it is somehow thicker than that. And they were like, here you, you and Scotty Pippen are shotgun a beer. I was like, hmm. Not that beer. <laughs> They're like, well, it's all we have. I was like, ah, I'll make sure one of my fucking guys finds a light beer. Boys show up with two Bud Lights, toss them over. I'm like, thank you, sir. We'll be doing these American ones here. And even though they're not, I don't think. And Scotty Pippen, I like teach him how to do it. He takes it down like a champ. And he said, that's the best way I ever drank a beer in my life. And I was like, hey, most Caucasian shit you've ever done. <laughs> and he goes, you got that right. And then he walks away. Then we have the award ceremony after that. Go down to the first tee. We're all lined up again. I start talking to Kyle Williams, who played against Del Curry. Kyle Williams, by the way, whew, beauty. Mm -hmm. oh, Fucking yeah. beauty. That's what I texted you. I, I said, tell me Kyle Williams is as cool as I think he's going to be. Everything you think about Kyle Williams, go ahead and triple it. Just mm -hmm. the coolest dude on earth. The coolest dude on earth. He is standing right next to me, sweating pretty profusely. I mean, it was hot out there. We walked fucking 18 holes. I was like, how'd you do, man? I said, you had Del Curry? He said, yeah, I played against Del Curry. I said, he was fucking good, wasn't he? He said, yeah. He said, I shot one under today, and I beat Del by one. So Del shot scratch, too. Like, Kyle Williams and Del Curry, I guess, put on like a PGA-like fucking <laughs> wow. match play against each other. And Kyle Williams is one under, and Del Curry shot scratch. So, I mean, he only won the match, but he was up one on him. I was like, man, you really battled out there. He was like, yeah, Del Curry's unbelievable. I was like, but you... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Kyle, you won, Kyle. And Kyle Williams is not a guy you think is going to be good at golf. Just like AQ, this yep. is a this is a D lineman who's a little, I mean, he's a little thicker. He's not as big as he was during his playing. He's a little thicker. He's from Louisiana too, just a southern boy down there. And he fucking hit a flop shot over my head, mm -hmm. like from two feet away, three feet away. I was standing right in front of me. He hit a flop shot right over my fucking head. I stood there, by the way, no hands over nuts or face. Wow. Yeah. I was going to make trust for the video. Well, and right after that, he was like, well, good luck, because the last guy I did this to, I put it right through his teeth. And <laughs> 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 I, well, because I think I said to him, I said, you had one of those flop shots over my head? And he was like, sure, man. Just like so casual. And I was like, oh, well, he wouldn't lie to me. It's just like how I talk about whenever you go to resorts yep. and they offer like uh, something. I'm like, oh, they wouldn't kill you. Sure. <laughs> just like Del Curry wouldn't lie to me about Scottie Pippen. They would never do that. I'm like, sure, you wouldn't lie to me. And I stood, what, three feet away from him. Oh. So yeah. close. I, probably the closest one, like closer than comfort. And I had my hands over my balls first. And I was like, that ain't gonna, I don't want to break my hands anyways. I just stood there straight up, just casual, just stared him right in his eyes. And he fucking right over my head. And I'm like, Kyle Williams can play. And then he went on to shoot a one under that day. It was, I mean, it was an incredible event. Did you win an award? Goddamn right I did. I got this fucking belt that didn't come off my waist since the day I got it. <laughs> the, the moment I got it. 
they had an entire award ceremony where the NFL got the uh, trophy. We passed the trophy down and we passed it back. Aaron Rodgers got interviewed again. And once again, one of his first sentences was, uh, I feel like everybody played really well except for Pat. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, Peterson. He's like, McAfee is what I meant. <laughs> So literally in the opening speech and in the last speech, I was in the first sentence. I'm like, Aaron, you're the man, dude. Aaron Rodgers is the man. And I should not have been invited there. But I went into the Bahamas. Right down there on the equator of the sun is what it felt like. It felt like we were on the equator. <laughs> mm-hmm. I went into a beautiful place called the Bahamar. 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 Yeah, please have some respect. I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> I still don't. That place was gorgeous. The president of shout the fucking, out to the president. Shout out to the president of the resort. He was there. Uh, he was a good guy. I ended up on a security report a couple times. <laughs> well, remember when that guy wanted to come into our yeah. VIP area? I wanted to pay the big bouncer. And uh, he was like, I'm not allowed to be paid. Like, it's against the rules. So I was like, I'm going to pay you. So he had to go ask somebody for me to pay him. So I ended up on a security report that Pat McAfee <laughs> wouldn't allow a bouncer not to get tipped or something like that. So the president read my fucking name <laughs> in his morning report. It was like, how'd Club Bond do? Oh, I was pretty good. Everybody had a good time. Blah, blah, blah. Pat McAfee refused to not pay. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, okay. Because the guy came up to me. He was like, hey, you were on my security report. This <laughs> a good one? He was like, yeah, yeah, you, you refusing not to tip a guy is hilarious, first of all, because that gives, we're trying to give you an excuse not to tip people, right? Because when you go to these trips, like everybody's expecting to be tipped at all times. I mean, you, you have to bring in a lot of money to tip a lot of people, which is, by the way, completely cool with me. If you carry bags, you work, you deserve it. He was like, what I'm trying to do here, though, for that particular case is set you up so that you can't tip somebody. And the fact that you refused to not <laughs> was a very aggressive decision, and I appreciate it. I was like, hey, I appreciate you, President. No worries about it. Tell him it's your thing. Like, tipping bouncers is my fucking It's kind thing. of my thing, man. <laughs> Literally, we had this entire section for just the three of us. Yeah. So, at one point, D. Will came over and was just like with a couple of his boys. There was, let's say the club isn't. The club is like much larger than that. But let's just say it's a 500-square-foot club. We had 250 square feet of the thing just to ourselves. Like, I could have, I was doing, like, I could have done, like, the worm all by myself in that place, just having a good time. And uh, that security guy was the only reason why that happened. I mean, it felt like I was just cruising in my own little condo up there with a DJ that was speaking way too much. I haven't been to a club in a long time. This fucking DJ was chatty, bro. Just play the fucking hits, bro. Just play the hits. He, he, yeah, I'm going to take my horse in hotel room. Yeah, you guys like this song? (laughs) You guys like this song? Okay. We're going to change it. (laughs) Next song. Same thing. Put that on repeat for like two hours and then we left. I mean, it was a a wild experience, man. Should not have been invited. Lost a lot of money at casino. Won a championship belt. Befriended some people. And now we're back here in America. Memories out of last life. Completely sunburned. I, I think... When I say this, I mean this. I think we befriended a lot of people. Down I think there. so, too. Absolutely. I, possibly the entire island of the Bahamas. <laughs> like the workers and everybody. I think we befriended all of them. Well, that was so cool, too, because like we were saying, like none of those guys from the NBA side knew what to expect from you coming in. Oh, and yeah. I think they all left like, that dude's a good fucking time. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that guy's a good time is probably the mindset. <laughs> yeah. that a lot. J.R. Smith was walking through the casino the last night. This is before the Scotty Pippen, because Post Malone was back in the high roller area. Mm-hmm. Those dudes were playing massive 
massive hands, like massive hands. Like there was no reason for us to go back there. I mean, it was packed. You couldn't even get close. Couldn't anyways. even get close because I mean, Scotty Pippen's playing back there. Post Malone's playing back there. Uh, you name it, everybody's playing blackjack in this back area, and everybody's enjoying it. And Jr. like was kind of came down with his wife a little bit late, and people are taking pictures or whatever, and we're sitting there playing war. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and he walks by, and I turn around, and I go, Jr. I go, Mr. Smith, and he literally stops what he's doing because he just got out of a crew of people for taking pictures. He looks at me and goes, McAfee, and he walks up, <laughs> daps me up. I'm like, my man. I was like, you going back there? He's like, yeah, I'll be back there. I was like, me too. Not really, but <laughs> have a good one. He's like, thank you, and then he got like another 10 pictures. I was like, ah, oh, that's 100% my fault what just happened, but all good people. All good people. Wait, why was Post Malone there? For the actual tournament or just No, vacation? I think he was probably vacationing down there or something. I don't know what he was doing. But word, it's, I got a picture. I, I got to see him like through a crack of some people. He looked hilarious. I mean, <laughs> oh, I can only imagine. He looked absolutely. Did he cut his hair? He recently I did, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was like he had shorter hair. He had shorter hair, but it was still like the curls. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, I, I saw him straight through the thing. It was, it was interesting. It was. He had a quite a crowd. There was like a bunch because a lot of families go on vacations down there. So there was just like a bunch of fourteen-year-olds lined up at in the casino oh. to watch him playing like four thousand-dollar hands of blackjack, oh. which is good for the kids. Kids <laughs> <laughs> of dreams. I mean, it's, it's better than us playing fucking. I, I mean, I play. <laughs> I should not be saying the numbers I was playing in a war. That was a bad decision. Great odds. Probably best odds in casino of war. <laughs> That's what they say. That's what they say. Ty, how, do you, do you feel that way? I mean. I lost like fourteen hundred dollars in a matter of like thirty five minutes. <laughs> Not a lot of winners coming out of that casino. No. Lost rent last week. The pure joy on Pat's face whenever something bad happens to Ty is oh, incredible. It happened at the Pittsburgh casino, and then the pitcher when he was next to the shitter on that Your quote, your quote on the story of his legs. What was it? Ty went to the sun last night. Oh. Ty took a trip to the sun last night. I had a good healthy giggle. For well, there was like one night where we all stayed out, and Ty wasn't feeling too well, so he came out late. He was trying to meet up with us, but like this place was so. Like, there's no exaggeration. This place was so damn big. You could get lost in there. It was amazing. And Ty did. He got lost. He he couldn't he couldn't get into the club to meet us. And you know it was like we, we were out way too late. We get back to the room, and uh, or we're in the casino. I mean, and I'm, I'm, all I'm thinking to myself is, well, at least Ty got a good night's sleep, and he's ready to go for tomorrow. At least one of us did, right? And we finally make it back to the room, and Ty's laying in his bed. And he's the only one just like a functioning awake. So I was like, what's up, man? He's like, I just got back here five minutes ago. <laughs> I was like, where have you been all night? He's like, I just lost $800. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck, man. I spent two and a half hours walking around the grounds of the resort <laughs> trying to fucking find these guys. Oh, man. <laughs> There's not a lot of... High tide almost grabbed me and threw me out into the ocean at one point. No one has luck like you, dude. Yeah, well... If I, <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> if I was to recommend one thing to that president of that place, runs a great outfit. Runs a great outfit. Mm -hmm. Place is beautiful. There needs to be some signs yeah. <laughs> yeah. telling oh, people yeah. where to go. Foxy was lost for four hours. Same thing happened to me Thursday night. Yeah. Foxy, bad. we're gambling. We're on the craps table. Foxy's way too drunk. So we all kind of look at Foxy. We're like, yo, you, you should probably go to it's bed. Time. And Foxy's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we play. 
We play craps. We play blackjack. We play for like another couple hours, like literally another few hours, and we're having a good time. Everybody, CAA people are always awesome. I mean, Vino was there. Oh. Vino, this dude is in an electric factory at all times. He's yelling at this. He's starting chants at the craps table, even when we're losing. I mean, Vino <laughs> is a force to be reckoned with at all times. Took us to dinner the first night. Mm-hmm. Vino's a great guy. Love him. Uh, his, I met his wife, met his family. I said, what do people say about the impression? He go, well, aside from you laying on the New York accent so thick, they say it's pretty good. I'm like, do you listen to yourself talk? I mean, you literally, you, you literally just said the same exact way that I did. <laughs> Vino is uh, the best. I fucking love that guy. Yeah, he's the man. I think that, that's probably the best part of me being joining CAA is getting a chance to meet Vino. Oh, and, yeah. and knowing that Vino is a real human. Like, knowing that that human exists <laughs> makes me feel better about the society as a whole. He's like the fucking president of CAA Sports. That's like, what I, I told he's the guy. I told these guys, I was like, shit, after we left, I, I left there feeling like fucking Vino repped me. <laughs> <laughs> that's Vino. Vino, like, I think he's like, I think I'm not sure there's many people just in the world of business that are higher than Vino. And just in in this dude is an electric factor. It's like I'm so happy humans like you can exist and succeed. You know what I mean? Like that gives me a lot of inspiration. Yeah, (laughs) that gives me a lot of inspiration. Everyone needs to gamble with Vino, dude. Those chants were incredible. And he wasn't gambling that much money, by the way. He was like he was being strictly for a good time. Yes, he's only there for a good time. That is, I, I enjoyed him a lot. I mean. <laughs> He's a fucking electric. So we ate dinner with him. We gambled for a little bit. We sent Foxy to bed. Yeah, so we sent gambled him, a little longer. Gamble a little bit longer. Have a good time. I think that was whenever we went and stopped in the club for like yep. an hour yeah, yep. because everybody was like, "Oh, you got to go see the club. You got to go see the club." Bond's famous down here. And so we stop in there. We like poke our head around. We're like, yeah, maybe we'll do this. And that was the first night. And then we come back. We're going back to the room. And who the fuck do we see? Just fucking stumbling through the fucking casino. <laughs> it's Foxy. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? He's like. I was looking for you guys. <laughs> I was like, you were supposed to go to the room. He's like, I couldn't find it. So, dude. So we tried to get back to our room. We got lost, and we were we were nowhere near where Foxy was. And we walk into this one like vault area, mm-hmm. and we go in there. And the lady there, she's like, Oh, you're with him. She points at Foxy. And I'm like, Yep. I was like, I can't wait to hear. She goes, He's been in here four different times <laughs> looking for his room. <laughs> In the last three, I've had to send him out of here four times in the last two and a half hours. I was like, that sounds about right. But just real quick, where is our room? <laughs> she goes out here, over there. I was like, you got it. So we walked back to the room. Foxy goes to sleep. And I was just like, imagine where Foxy was for those other fucks. Hey. Like when that lady sent him out there, who knows? I'm surprised. He wouldn't he- tell us either. We kept going, Fox, where have you been? For- uh- no joke, four hours. Where have you been? I've been in the bowels of the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> That's all they would say. My dad sends me a screenshot of a fucking news clipping. I guess that three sharks ate a woman down in the Bahamas while we were down there. All I could think about is that's probably where Foxy was. Uh, <laughs> Foxy's pretty close to them sharks. I seriously was in the bowels, the boiler room, the laundry room. I went upstairs. I went downstairs. I went outside. I was everywhere and could not find the damn uh, room. Last night, to, the last night, we were trying to get to the casino and no doors are marked. So there's a security guy holding the door open. We're coming from the the receptions, like the last reception. It's supposed to be an award show. I guess we missed somebody. Somebody spoke. And then they kind of moved forward. We ate our food. We're sitting with Thielen and a couple other people. And we're sitting, and we're trying to get back into the casino. 
And we walk from the reception, and we're walking, and there's just this massive building, but you have no idea where anything is. So this one security guy is holding the door open, and we're all kind of dressed up a little bit, so they, I guess they think we're somebody important. The guy opens the door for us. We just walk right in. There's four other security guys in the thing, and I actually go, I feel like this is kind of Ocean's Eleven, and I get my hand on the door, and the guy goes, why are you opening the vault door? <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> I was six inches away from the vault. <laughs> and we're like, uh, is this the casino? They're like, out of here. And they, kicked, they kicked us out. And then the guy was like, that door. I was six inches away from the vault. And they don't, I don't know if there's a lot of people that know that that's where the vault is because it's a completely unmarked door. Right. It's a completely unmarked operation. I had, my, smart, I had my fucking hand on the, the thing in the vault, though. And they were like, what are you? Why are you opening the vault? And I was like, <laughs> After screaming, I feel like we're in Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> I mean, I really. And then they rushed them. They're like, "All right, all right, all right, all right out this right, way." Yeah, Pat, Pat was like, did, you, "Did he just say vault?" And they're like, "No, no, 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 no. no. basement." <laughs> yeah, that's what they said. They didn't say vault. Oh, mind you, that a uh, hotel key card could open the vault as well. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I know where the vault is. <laughs> if anything goes wrong, they not- keep my passport in there. they're not going to be able to pick that up and move it so mr president guy i like what you do just know that i know where that thing's at i can dig in through the bottom coming through the north side like i'm fucking uh what's his name chopper chopper he didn't dig his way in that could have been ocean 17 though whatever's next is i'm digging into a vault from the south side do they have sensors on the bottom of the vault? That's something we should think oh, about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, there is. Oh, yeah. oh, so we can't just come in from there straight up through? Well, there goes that. If we do a power outage, maybe. Oh, that is that is what they did in Ocean's Eleven. Mm-hmm. They yeah. had that big thing. The Greco. Pinch. Yeah. Yeah. Need that AMP. Knock everything out. Mm-hmm. Hey, was anybody in the turquoise water of the Caribbean? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. The fact that that is what Foxy described it as. Unbelievable. Foxy. Yeah. While we landed, as soon as we landed in the Bahamas, we get in the car to drive us to the thing. And he goes, this is my first time in turquoise waterland. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. You mean the Caribbean? Just a fucking dumb. <laughs> Just a dumb dumb. Turquoise waterland. <laughs> Just turquoise waterland. Uh, yeah, you guys got in the water, right? Yeah, we yeah. did. It was delightful. I, nice. I, I Great passed sand. it. I was, I was up on the beach just later with my title belt. <laughs> this belt brings a lot of eyes, by the way. I oh, bet. It's hard to walk through places with this belt on. Did you walk through TSA with that thing? TSA did the whole fucking thing. I was like, it's holding my pants up. <laughs> the whole thing. It was hard to take off here today, you know what I mean? I had to take it off to go to the bathroom in the airport because I learned it was tough. You know, it's tough to go to the bathroom with a championship yeah. belt on. But they did it right down there, man. I, I'm not sure I'll ever get invited back. I'm not sure. Well, you won. <laughs> Uh, that's what I'm saying. Maybe I don't even want to go. Maybe I'm undefeated. <laughs> undefeated Sounds like if Rogers is making decisions, you'll be there. I'm not sure he is, though. I think this is kind of like, uh, like I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is planning this thing. <laughs> I, I don't know. I love Aaron Rodgers, by the way. The though. best. He's yeah, the best. He sat down with Nick and I were sitting at a table. We got our food before uh, Foxy and Ty, and we're just sitting there eating. I think those two were doing something. And Thielen sits down with us. We're like, all right, what up, Thielen? You know, good chat with you. And then there was one seat open, and fucking Aaron Rodgers came and sat down. And this was in the middle of the first day of uh, rain. We chatted for like 45 minutes to an hour, and literally just one of the most pure conversations I've ever had with a human. It was awesome. I think he gets miscued. By the way. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I was right. I was right. I was right. I don't always talk. I don't always tweet. But when I do, normally right. You know that beer truck thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It was a setup. Yeah. It was all a setup. You called it. 
It was all set up. Like it was a whole. So plan. Him, him and Bakhtari had something. It was before. a bit. It was a whole bit. It was a Ooh. bit. They actually rode to the game together. It was a bit. They were in it together. So like, whenever he did like the fake thing and pointed back to him, it was like an entire bit. So whenever the internet just started burying him, and I tweeted out, "Look at Aaron Rodgers making his offensive lineman shine. Look at what he's doing here for him. Hundred percent accurate. Hundred percent accurate." And Aaron, I was like, "I was like, Aaron, why didn't you come out and say that?" He was like, "Oh, I kill him with indifference." And I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "That's a great quote, by the way. I put that on a fucking T-shirt." And then I had to Google what indifference meant. <laughs> If there's one thing you are not, is indifferent. <laughs> he said, I kill him with indifference. I was like, oh, that's a great quote. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> we still had another 25, 30 minute conversation after that. And the entire time, I didn't really know what he was saying when it, when it came to the indifference thing. But I do think he gets misconstrued a lot. Yeah, big time. I think that's a real thing. And I think it's kind of left him jaded, too. Like, mm -hmm. it, like, Whenever you're Aaron Rodgers or one of those types, like everything you do is going to get scrutinized or whatever. Sure. And yeah. I think there's been a couple of times where something's been taken out of context or something like that. And it's kind of like made him feel like, yeah, fuck everybody. They find a way to pick out the negative in everything he says. Yeah. And it, he didn't say that. Right. But it was very much like I was asking him about it. I was like, it feels as if you get a you get a attacked more than other people. And he was like, yeah, he was chatting about it. He was like, there's been a couple of times where I've said this and this is what ends up getting said. It's, it's like, I do feel like he gets misconstrued a lot. And for us, he was nothing but a gentleman that just completely nice. And I seriously, everyone. Yeah. There. He's nice. Yeah. And by the way, Aaron Rodgers is nice to everybody. They say yeah. don't meet your heroes, you know, I mean, that's just not true because <laughs> he was a great guy. And I would like to go on record. I took a lot of heat from the golf influencers that were there for the fucking mustache. First thing Roger said to me, wow, that's an incredible mustache. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I was looking for the whole weekend. The golf uh, influencers were burying Ty. It was so funny. Just for the mustache? No. Just for the mustache. They were yeah. burying Ty for the mustache. I mean, he was getting buried by these golf influencers because, you know, I mean, a mustache is something that is an aggressive look. But Ty only had the mustache for Aaron Rodgers. Sure. Only yeah. reason he had the mustache was for Aaron Rodgers. And Ty said, I'm doing this for Aaron Rodgers. And it wasn't less than 30 seconds after Ty showed up to our table that Aaron Rodgers stopped what he was doing, looked up at Ty, pointed at his face. So that's a good mustache. Yeah. <laughs> Mission accomplished. How good Bingo. did you feel? Oh, it was incredible. It is was that incredible. your Twitter bio yet? Uh, yeah, it is. Aaron Rodgers. It is. He, did, he literally did. He put it. That's an incredible mustache. And then Ty responded with, well, I, I was thinking maybe you were going to have one. He's yeah. Like, I thought about it. Aaron said oh. he thought about it. He didn't pull the trigger, though. I, I introduced Ty to Aaron Rodgers as uh this guy has been on record as saying that you have brought him more happiness than most of his family members. <laughs> he is a partial owner of the Green Bay Packers and one of your biggest fans. And he's like, yeah. he said, don't get rid of me. Yeah, he said, don't train <laughs> me and don't get rid of me. <laughs> you know what Ty earlier was talking about the golf influencers? Yeah, yeah. Judging uh, him for his mustache. There was about a good 10-minute run oh. where he was just getting buried by everybody. And just like you said, Guppy, I was Crying, oh, I, think, so I, I think I was crying, laughing. And then Fisher, and then, I got that screenshot of fucking zoomed in on your face when he's <laughs> next to that shit. I never seen someone with so much joy on their face, man. I love it just because I know whatever's coming out, like whatever is coming from this situation, is going to be 
magical. And that was what was happening with those, the, the one girl, Kenzie. God, I'm like a pedophile or whatever. <laughs> and uh, and we go, uh, oh, we're going to have to talk about this on the podcast. And Ty was like, that would be a real shame. <laughs> a real shame. Basically, Ty was telling her that he was going to bury her yeah, on the podcast. And she started like pouting and crying. She's like, you know, I was just kidding, right? I mean, I don't mean. And Ty was like, yeah, we'll see. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. They all have one agent. Boss bitch. She single-handedly lost me like $300 on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. She didn't know how to play. And she didn't know how to play, but she wouldn't listen to yeah. us, like, yeah. telling her what to yeah. do. It's one thing if you don't and you sure. take advice. Yeah. She just wouldn't. She refused. She thought we were fucking with her. Good call. <laughs> she was just hitting on... It was like 12 against the four. She's just hitting, taking ties. Grabbing, fucking grabbing my king. I got an 11. <laughs> God damn. This was at like 4 a.m. too. I mean, this was this was pretty much last. There's nothing better than Ty at the fucking blackjack table. It's fucking. It's, fucking it's just because that's a chance for him to really show off his terrible luck. You know what I mean? He was, it's, it's the whole world seeing. He was literally yelling at that dealer in Pittsburgh. I got fucking too much rent this month. <laughs> Watching, yeah, because blackjack legitimately is a chance for the entire world to see your luck. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. And when, when you're Ty Schmidt, you, uh, you just got to eat some bullets out there. The worst luck ever. For the good, anything like it. It's unbelievable, Todd. Uh, it's like that movie, Good Luck Chuck or whatever. Except you're the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very happy Ty came into my life because this used to be me. In all these situations, uh-huh. hanging out with these guys, I just, just get buried every single time. Dude, I love it, man. I just love Because everything to me is just a story. Yeah. Man. It's all fake. Everything's fake. Everybody's a character, and this is all a movie. So, like, watching... Now, granted, you have to pay real bills. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess there are some yeah, real... forget about that. <laughs> I do personally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do, yeah. 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 <laughs> Very real for some of us. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Monopoly money. Uh. <laughs> I don't think I've ever laughed so hard when I saw the Instagram story of your shins when he put oh, that up. Because in my head, I'm like, I know that this sums up his entire trip. It was so like, funny. Fucking, I, as that soon was as you were t- like, get me the fuck out of here, I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to hear of all this shit that went wrong for time. That was on top of seeing the tweet that he was lost for fucking four yeah. hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And if the there, shitter. If, if there was somehow footage of you wandering around. <laughs> there was somehow footage oh, of Ty wandering around for four hours. Oh, yeah. I had this whole story going on in my brain of oh, just one too. thing after another, and then at the end of it, and my skins are on fire! <laughs> Dude, when I saw that story, I fucking have a laugh at heart since. I'm telling you, man, when I, came, when I came back in the room, and he was, he was already in bed, but like. We didn't hadn't seen him all night, and he was still awake. Looking, I was like, "What happened to you, man?" I lost seven hundred dollars. I almost fell so over from laughing off. his face. Just both oh. legs swollen, like he got bit by a rattlesnake. He's <laughs> 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 oh, still rocking the shorts today, like a badge of honor. Well, hey, I can't put anything yeah, else on. So. The friction would be so painful. Yeah, I can't work. <laughs> I literally can't. And to top it, and to top it, his girlfriend is a burn <laughs> yeah, a nurse. Burn nurse, and she's out of town when he gets home. Just like the cherry on top. The whole trip started with Ty almost potentially losing his luggage too, yes. and he was like, "What? We did three circles around the luggage rack. He was so mad." Yeah, dude, my bat was in there. If I wouldn't have had that all weekend, I'd have been fucked. Uh, God. Uh.
<laughs> I mean, also almost didn't get a passport. Just started. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Course and fucking buckets and baskets of lotion just sitting there for you to put on. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I did before we went out there, and then we were out there for another 12 hours. I kind of just forgot. I had about fucking 45 Arnie Palmies on the course. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So during the rain delay, we just kept drinking, obviously, during the rain delay. But I was I didn't drink as much as I was worried. I was like, I actually have to do something yeah, when right, I caddy. Right, I, think, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know what it's going to be like. Ty just was riding around a cart. So he was absolutely blacked out shit-faced by the time we got up to tee off for the... <laughs> just gone. He came flying in once. A fucking screeched the tires. The course heard it. I looked at him. I was like, come on. I gave him the, the Zito. Come on, guys. So th- after that whole Foxy started driving, I don't know if that was a real conscious no, it, decision. it was. I, I was almost falling asleep at the wheel. So I, <laughs> I looked at him. It's a DUI out there. I looked at him, and it was a whole one. And he had his sunglasses on. He's just looking. I was like, put your fucking sunglasses on, dude. Your eyes look like the devil pissed in them. They were bulging out of his skull. Oh <laughs> hey, we were there to have a good time, you know? <laughs> we did. Where was everybody else during those four hours of rain delays? I mean, there was a couple people around. Scotty Pippen was in there. I don't know. They probably went and took naps. Probably like nappers. They wanted to, yeah. I didn't know we were allowed. <laughs> uh, it was incredible. It was a cool weekend, man. I'm sunburnt to hell. Mm-hmm. But it was a cool fucking weekend. Incredible. Incredible weekend. Did you consider yourself a golf influencer as well after what you did? I think I influenced, what, the USGA? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, I think maybe I should have a different title. I am a golf influencer, <laughs> you know? They were all very nice. It's interesting to watch people that um, do make their living as being influencers for a thing. Like these, like Travis Fulton, Kenzie, Chelsea, and I'm assuming there's others yeah, as there well. Yeah, there are a couple more, I think. But they get asked to go to these things and just, like, basically just post about it, talk about it. That's all they want to do, and it's it's their job. And it's a it's a pretty cool thing to kind of watch it come together. Kenzie has epilepsy. She's the first person oh, I ever met oh, really? that has epilepsy. Yeah. yeah. Her husband, like, drive, has to drive her around and stuff like that. Like mm. she said, like, at any given moment. They were fascinating. It was very fascinating to me because this – that might be the newest job title in, on earth, right? Yes, for sure. It's like being an influencer, yeah. let alone being like a golf. It was very fascinating kind of listening to the behind the scenes of it. They have an agent. Her name's uh, Jess. Mm-hmm. She, she's a, biz, a boss lady. Oh, now, yeah. She is a boss lady. She came in and it was just like, it was very fascinating learning about the business because it's, it's a brand new one and I'm intrigued by it all. Zito, I think you should be a golf. Not a bad gig though, right? Ooh. Yeah, well, they can all golf very well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was like I, I don't think you can just. So it's like so you need to have did, credibility. They didn't yeah. make the, they didn't make their former tour. pro golfers. Though. Oh, they are. They're former. all kind of former oh. pro golfers that kind of started getting into the media world. But there's not enough jobs, I don't think, in the media world because golf is only covered by so many people. So there's kind of this different route, and it's like very very interesting. We met a girl named Tish. People's Choice of uh, Miss Philippines. Yep. She used to be a professional golfer. Yep. She was there as well. She was a golfer. It was a very... It was interesting to hear it because they're they're doing very well, but it's like I think if they start sucking at golf, they won't be invited anymore. So there's like real pressure, yeah. <laughs> there's like real pressure for them, and it's like uh, it's like a full business. But Zito, I think you should maybe hit the driver range a couple of times, become a full time yeah, golf a influencer. I, I got to get better at golf. I'm happy I'm not doing that Tahoe tournament, <laughs> <laughs> bro. You end up in spots where you're like. I have no idea what I'm supposed to do here. I don't, I don't even know what 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 is even a thought. <laughs> do you think this tournament had more skill than what the Tahoe would have? Yes. 
This Plus one four. was fucking. All these guys play at least around a golf a day. At least. Yeah. There's some dudes that golf three times a day. That's crazy. We played 54 holes in what? Four days or three days. Three days. And I I can't I couldn't get out of bed this morning. <laughs> so for the final round, I was sharing a cart with Patrick Peterson Scatty, who is in his own right a scratch golfer. And they just had their own little system worked out and they were doing everything. And then like I would walk out there and give Pat a couple clubs and we'd stand there and look at each other like, What the fuck are we gonna do? <laughs> I mean, like I could I could somewhat read a green. I'm like, yeah, it's left to right, but I don't know how far out we're going here. I mean, I'm, I'm telling them things and we're, we're trying, but... Nick was allowed to use a cart. I was not. It was like very... It was in the rules. So the clubs were on a cart where Nick was driving. Nick brought out eight clubs to me once. <laughs> I mean, we had no idea how far we were out. Like... You didn't have a yardage book? It was, oh, wait, no. Yardage no. Book? Are you kidding me? What are you talking We didn't even know we were playing. You didn't even have a pamphlet no for idea. the thing. I slept for two hours know, in a bathrobe on the couch in the living room. Was there markers on the ground? No. 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 So, like, it was cart path only because it had rained so bad and it, they didn't want to tear up the course. So, I would grab, like, Pat, I couldn't even guess the yardages Pat was at because they were, like, they were rolling hills. So, I'd literally just grab clubs and run from the cart path he over. eight clubs at one point. He walks out me with eight clubs i've never <laughs> seen I, the, the people that were there had to just be dying like look at these fucking guys because like everyone's walking there are four balls out there and we don't know which one's his i'm like it could be any one of oh, these balls and the there's seven yeah once yeah. we got to once his ball to okay, once we okay. figured out which ball was his we figured and we shot it and we were good from there but you know i wasn't making a trip back to the car good move then bring all the clubs it's a long way back right i mean and i had i had the hybrid all the way down to the nine iron like we were it could have been any yeah I know he's not hitting drivers. Well, you got to so count for the wind, yeah. too. Strong winds. Strong. Thick air down yeah. there. Yep. Thick air down there. Yeah. Kind of got me in some trouble a couple of times. It was hilarious. Because what I learned about my golf, the only thing I am consistent with is I'm nowhere near the cart path. <laughs> 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 no matter where it is, I will find the distance and, away from it. And you're me. such a, a quick ball golfer, too. Like, uh, you want to go. You get up there, whack, uh, go the next one, boom, whack. Can't you, do it. you play very quickly. Ray Allen is the fastest goal. That's why Ray Allen got flustered in our, our first match. Because maybe I might have won it for us mostly because we were scrambling, so we had no idea where my ball was. So that was slowing. Ray Allen would be standing at his ball just like waiting for like 20 minutes, and then he was like, oh, fuck this. So you basically iced him. I think I did. I think yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, I think I it was him. very evident that right. what, what was going on. Ray Allen, super nice guy. There's another super nice guy. Yeah. Hey, f- super nice human being. Jesus at all? No, but I uh, I danced. <laughs> <laughs> we saw him the last night in the casino, yeah. and uh, I was wearing my belt, obviously. As you should. And the um, <laughs> the NBA guys, every time they looked at me, they would just start laughing. <laughs> and uh, i go up to Ray Allen, and i just start dancing like, with the thing in front of There's some music on in the background. I did a full spin, and he's just literally standing there. you got to remember, Ray Allen is recognized everywhere. So he's standing in the middle of this fucking room, <laughs> six foot eight, and there's just a white guy <laughs> fucking hitting a full on dance i did a spin and like i'm not talking like a quick dance this was like a minute and a half of dance like almost the full song no words no words no words i just literally didn't say a word to him i just started dancing in front of his face and then i hit the fucking skateboard right in front of him like and then i fucking hit it and i was like what's up right and he was like he dapped me up and he just walked out of the room (laughs) they're the thing about the nba guys they're all so recognizable because they're all either fucking 40 feet tall yep. where their faces are blasted everywhere. They have no privacy at all. So I could see how they could be considered standoffish because these guys never get a moment of... A, but I will say 
they were all so incredibly nice, and they didn't have to be. Honestly, they didn't have to be nice to us at all, especially Foxy. You know? yeah. <laughs> I mean, I said it a million times. I did not deserve to be there, and everyone was just extra, extra nice. It was cool, man. It was awesome. It was fucking cool. And I'm a champion, so... Which is awesome. Which is even better. I mean, this belt. What a hysterical thing to have. That's an awesome belt. So everyone has that on the NFL side? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh. Were you the only one to wear it all the time after? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we walked into that reception thing like 45 minutes late. And uh, first of all, we couldn't find it. We tried to be on time. Oh, we were God. doing a fucking Foxy tie walk around. Yeah. We, we couldn't find anything. So we get there and it's, I open the door. And I come walking in with it. And by this point, everybody knows me now, right? This is the last night. And everybody just looks at me, points at me, and just starts laughing. And they're like, he's wearing the fucking belt. <laughs> he's wearing the, that picture of me and Scottie Pippen that he posted is from that reception thing. When I walked in, he was like, come here, I got to get a photo with you. I was like, Scottie, you got it, bro. He took a photo with me. It was. Uh, so when they brought the belts out, it was the award ceremony. And Greg Anthony talked to all the NBA guys. He was kind of like the NBA correspondent. And then Heinz Ward was like the NFL correspondent. He came out carrying all these belts. And as soon as Pat saw me, oh, Heinz Ward, Diner Southside. <laughs> she asked about Southside 86. He had a bar. It was great. <laughs> like right in his face. Just, did, he, uh, did he enjoy it? Did Heinz enjoy it? He just had a big smile. It was, it was TV, so he was just trying to smile. He's always smiling. He was just trying to keep it moving. But everybody grabbed the belt, and they all tried to put it on their waist. I put that motherfucker right up on the shoulder. <laughs> and the final shot of the show is them running down the picture of all the of the belts. They go waist, 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 and then they have to go up to my shoulder. <laughs> everybody was too nice to us, though. From production, mm -hmm. the people at Bleacher Report. I, I mean, they could edit this to make me look real bad, though. Okay? <laughs> I mean, there's some terrible golf shots that they could potentially put in there. I'm assuming that Kyle Williams, Del Curry one's going to get a lot of love, though. Yeah. And Brett Favre hitting the ball 400 yards probably going to get a lot of love. Skills Challenge, I did okay. But the 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 people from AT&T Time Warner that are putting it together, because that was a big, I guess that was a big merger that just happened. They have Bleacher Report. The people from CBS, everybody was just... So cool, man. Everybody's so nice. Too nice. And I'm not sure we'll get invited back. <laughs> but if we do, if that president from Baja Mar is listening, I wouldn't mind free room every year. <laughs> Just one time, one time for your boy. That was great. Thanks, everybody. And now a reading from Zito. Thanks, Pat. Oh, geez. <laughs> Hot start. Who was the most excited to get... Oh, fuck. No. That's a bad start. Why is this... Hey, hey, you've kind of stumbled out the blocks here, but just like America, you're young and you're scrappy. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And you're going to really battle through here and leave the people happy. That means a lot. All right. What's the song from Hamilton? Just like my country, I'm young, scrappy, yeah. and hungry. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It fits. It fits right here. It fits you. It fits you. You're young, scrappy, yes. and hungry. Thank you. Mm, just like hungry. your country. Thank you, guys. Why is this important? What? How is that anywhere near the first sentence that you stumbled Well, on? you could choose one of five, and I chose one, and one was too hard. And I'm going with two now. Got it. That's a little inside look at the ads. Why is this important? Question mark? Great question. What motivates you to digitize? <laughs> <laughs> Who used the word digitize? 
preservation, joy relieving, organization. Where did you have to go to gather your home movies and photos? Closet, parents' house, attic. Oh my god, this is probably a pretty good product too. It's got it's an amazing product. They have the boxes out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a very good thing. What type of media? Film reel from 1971, VHSs from your childhood. Did you send in? I think these are questions to me. Yeah. I think is maybe. it digitalized or is it digitized? Oh, it is digitized. <laughs> digitalized. No, there's no L. Is there no punctuation on there? Is these are these just bullet points for you to tell your own story <laughs> yes. with the product? Uh, yeah, it oh. makes a lot more sense now. Oh, so maybe okay. let's hear about it, Zito. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, the other day we uh, went to the store and we, uh, we we were trying to get your VHSs up and going from my high school kicks. Your high school kicks. Mm-hmm. That's true. Big hassle. It Massive. cost an arm and a leg. That's what they said. And Legacy was around the corner the whole time. We could have used them. And what Legacy <laughs> does is what. They transfer your VHSs or photos and put it all in one together, MP3. So that you can have everything stored right there on your computer in one place without it taking up space. Maybe it's something you want to throw back Thursday with. Oh, my God, now it's been digitized. Is that right? And in what format? MP3 or or MP4. Oh, I thought you could do it to audio. That would be awesome. You could probably do that too, (laughs) just in case. Can you also do that? Hopefully. Oh, that's crazy. And this all is, is because of a company called... Legacy box. So what do they do? They send you a box and they ask you to do what? Let me tell you right now. Save your family film and photos from degrading or being lost forever, unable to play the recordings because they don't have a VCR anymore, or camcorder is broken. That is something. Todd and I had to drive around the entire town looking for somebody that had a VCR because we had a VHS for one of my old kicks. We were in the basement of a local news guy. That was the only (laughs) place we could find it because we knew that this was going to be a problem. Legacy Box, well, we didn't. Legacy Box knew this was not only a problem for us. They said, hey, we can help these people save memories from back in the day and make it modern. And that's what Legacy Box is doing. And we became the family hero. Bring back lost memories to watch and see again. That's right. Remember oh, yeah. pictures from when you're a child that you can't oh, find yeah. anymore? Mm-hmm. Boom. Legacy Box can make that happen. So send your Legacy Box filled with old home movies and pictures. They'll do the rest. Professionally digitize, digitizing your moments onto a thumb drive or digital download or DVD. Look at what you just oh, did. Oh, nice. Wow. Digitize. Digitize. And is there any deals or anything like that? There is, actually. Let me tell you about them. Is there, there any actions for you to call to? Let me call some <laughs> actions real quick. Um <laughs> There's never been a better time to digitize or digitally preserve your memories. Visit LegacyBox.com today to get started. Plus, for a limited time, they are offering my listeners, your listeners, an exclusive (laughs) discount. Our listeners. (laughs) Go to LegacyBox.com slash America to get 40% off your first order. Go to to LegacyBox.com. LegacyBox. L-E-G-A-C-Y. B-O-X. Dot com. Dot com. To get what? To get 40% off today. Jeez. Holy shit. How do they do that? Just, just dot com or? Oh, no. You got to go slash America, of course. Okay. Forward slash America. Forward slash America. And it's America's birthday this week, so the only right thing to do here is save 40% on uh, preserving the man. past of your family. That's awesome. That's significant. 40%. Significant. That's a lot. Yeah. That's almost 100%. It is. 40% is almost 100%. Pretty close. Pretty, Pretty close. close. I really like these guys. I hope they don't leave us. Well, I mean, you really stumbled out the blocks there. We had to come in and almost do life support there, mm-hmm. uh, but I did that CPR thing at the airport. I got a score mm-hmm. of 100 mm-hmm. right here. Usually I'm DNR, but I'm happy you guys R'd me. <laughs> Usually what? What's Usually that? DNR. Do not resuscitate. Yeah. But we, we R'd him. <laughs> we R'd you. Thank you. Good for us. 
Now we go to an interview with a fucking legend of a man <laughs> who doesn't swear at all. <laughs> Joining us now is a true, not only underdog story, but an incredible human being. The Checkdown released a video yesterday on Instagram talking about all the things he was potentially going to do. He was going to get into dental sales or something like that. He paid $250 to get to a regional combine, which I honestly thought was just a hustle. And what has he done since then? He's went on to be a two-time pro bowler. And this past weekend in the Bahamas, I watched him hit a three-wood 400 yards. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Wide receiver of the Minnesota Vikings, Adam Thielen. What's up? What's up? Hey, so thankful that you're joining us, brother. How are you feeling after the weekend? I see the championship belt right over your left shoulder. How are you feeling right now? Oh, I feel great. You know, obviously coming after off of a big W. Unfortunately, we tied as teammates, which is not fun. It, was, it wasn't a loss. Hey, I know. Yeah. <laughs> did not lose the entire weekend, which is which is great. You didn't. Uh, you didn't. No. Two ties and a win. Oh, so I had one win, a tie, and a loss. Scotty Pippen beat the living dog shit out of me. <laughs> how'd you do in match play on Sunday? Who'd you play against? Played Ray Allen, which he was just dropping buckets. <laughs> did you tie him? You tied him then. Tied him. Hey, that's not bad, though. That's better than what happened with me and Scottie Pippen. He was dropping <laughs> buckets as well. He actually holed out from 195 yards, but that's neither here nor there. Thielen, let's talk about the way Let's talk about the way you hit a golf ball. You played in high school, is that correct? I did, yes. So does that just mean that you can hit a three-wood 400 yards? Like, how does that even happen? What happens out there? I don't know. I've always, uh, I've always hit the ball a long ways, and I was always kind of the strength of my game, but... Um, it's probably a little, I let my anger out a little bit on the golf course. So, uh, just get after the ball. You do have children now. I saw action Asher and the other one around, uh, your beautiful family was there. You're becoming this full blown adult. You're a superstar football player. Was there ever any doubt in your mind that this is how it was going to all end up? I guess I never really thought about it. I just, uh, showed up and tried to try to make the most of it every day and, um, obviously with the family now, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun and, um, very fortunate that they get to see me play. Cause, uh, when we first started having kids, I, I didn't know if they'd, they'd see me play cause I didn't know how long this, this would take me. So, uh, every year is a blessing to, to see, you know, obviously with Asher now being two and a half and being able to run around and see dad play is pretty cool. The Vikings had quite an undertaking here in the last couple of years. You got a whole new quarterback, whole new coach. They got this white wide receiver that's very crafty. <laughs> I, I feel as if the Vikings are a fun team to be around right now. Am I correct? Yeah, you know, it actually was a, was a great OTAs. Obviously, we were in the same position last year, and it didn't turn out so good. So, um, But, no, we're, we're very uh, excited about the season. Obviously, coming off a year that you have all that potential and you miss the playoffs, uh, you're just excited to get back out there and play again. So I think that's kind of how this whole team is, is just – we're ready to get out and play some games and, and hopefully start kicking some butt. You told me I would like Kirk Cousins. I assumed that I wouldn't. From all the things <laughs> that I've seen from him, I, I, I'm, I mean, I don't think Kirk Cousins lets a lot of himself out there. I mean, it, Kirk Cousins is a pretty guarded individual, I feel, but the only things that really get out, they're not really things that I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's a guy that I would like. You told me that I would like Kirk Cousins and that you've enjoyed him being a teammate very much. Am I correct? Yeah, I think you actually would, uh, like you said, uh, you know, from what, what you hear about him or whatever, 
Um, you know, you might not think that you'd get along, but uh, he's extremely witty. He's he's fun to be around. Uh, he's got some good. Uh, he's always likes to have a good time. So I think you guys would get along really well. Um, you know, maybe not the f bombs and things like that, but <laughs> that's, uh, that's all right. I mean. <laughs> I mean, that came out of nowhere, did I? I thought we were going to have a good time there. Um, do you, are you a clean-speaking human? I, I don't think I've heard you swear one time, even even whenever... I mean, you almost killed a kid on the opening tee. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think... Are you, uh, you, you... How do you... How do you... Is that correct? <laughs> how do I what? <laughs> how do you not swear one time? Like, there, no. there isn't... Yeah, I, try, I definitely try not to. It's been... Uh, you know, something I've really worked on, especially with young kids. So, uh, definitely try to keep it clean. Even on the football field? Um, it def- it slips out a little bit, but definitely try not to. I've actually been pretty good. I think last year, um, I I didn't swear too much. So, even when we when Belichick and I got in a little exchange, I don't think I swore once. So, thank you for well, bringing. <laughs> thank you for bringing that up. I was going to chat about that. I would assume that Belichick would love you. I, I in my head, but you two kind of got into it right there. What happened? What was that? That was a moment that the internet loved, which I know you love the internet. The internet absolutely <laughs> loved that moment. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, interesting. Obviously, just in the heat of the moment, uh, two competitive people going at it, but. Uh, I thought it was uh, a little messed up, the situation, you know. Uh, we was a close play. They give us the first down, and, you know, a guy goes down um, acting like he's hurt. I don't know, maybe he was hurt, maybe he wasn't, but it seemed like he was acting like he's hurt to, to give them time to, to see the play and, and be able to challenge it. So I thought it was a little BS, and I uh, kind of let him know what I thought about it, I guess. Are you chatty on the field normally? I am, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I get those competitive spirits get – get uh, flowing and, uh, you know, sometimes I get a little chatty, but uh, it's mostly fun and, and uh, you know, it's it's all it's all good. What is your, str- if you don't swear, I don't know how you get, I honestly have no idea. I don't think I've ever encountered a human like, what do you say? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't think that I'm probably the best smack talker because I don't swear, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, it's only really if somebody comes at me, then I'll, I'll, I'll come at them, but uh, it's mostly, it, you know, I hope that I, Whoop them up pretty good, so I can tell them how bad I beat them on the last play. What is your strategy? What, how would not strategy? How would you describe your style of play? Well, very crafty, <laughs> whatsoever. Just very crafty. <laughs> I asked him. I asked him about being a Caucasian wide yep. receiver, and obviously, he has heard the gamut of white athletes uh you know lunch pail guy first in last out high iq coaches son all those things and he was just described as crafty by people he wasn't described as athlete athletic at all just crafty is that something you put on uh, as a chip on your shoulder though yeah a little bit i mean i i enjoy when people say that about me because um you know i think uh i think the tape speaks for itself i mean go go watch some tape and you see um, you're not going to see just a guy that's crafty and just, and does the little things to get open. I, I would think that, um, you know, my movement and ability and, and, and my body control and things like that would, would somehow say that I'm athletic, but, but maybe not. <laughs> crafty, who knows? <laughs> your, your explosion on a golf ball, I think is pretty athletic. I think people will see that July 20 something, whenever it's on TV, which I'm hoping they edit out some Scotty Pippen parts. Of <laughs> <laughs> um, that regional combine is so interesting to me. I thought it was all just a big hustle. How did you slip through the cracks so bad that you ended up having to pay $250 to get yourself in front of some scouts? Yeah, there's actually a, a lot of uh, crazy stories kind of along the way that kind of led to that. But 
Um, you know, one of them was Viking Scout called Mankato and said, hey, you got any guys this year? I'd love to come, you know, test them out. You know, guys like a junior day or whatever. And uh, the coaches just said, no, we don't have anybody. So, <laughs> so that was that was one way to slip through the cracks. <laughs> I didn't even show up to Mankato, so. Um, and, then, uh, and then, yeah, kind of when I was done, you know, the coaches were like, yeah, you know, maybe, you know, that'd be, be fun to see you in, in the CFL or Arena League or something, you know. And, and uh, so I was like, well, I'm hoping a little higher for higher than that. But um, so I just was like, I'm going to, I got to try something to show that I can run a good 40 because I knew I could run routes. I knew I could catch the football. Um, but I think everybody's question was, can, can I run? And, uh, you know, I wanted to prove that I could. And so I went to the regional combat, like you said, paid 250 bucks, whatever it was, and um, drove to Chicago. And when I get there, I get in the building, and they had, like, I mean, I was like, hey, are you serious right now? Like, there's, like, 20 guys maybe that never have played football in their life. The quarterback's, like, 40 years old and, like, can't throw 10 yards. They actually told them to go home, like, after, like, two throws. Because <laughs> they couldn't even throw it. So, um, it was definitely interesting. But then there's like, a handful of guys that were good athletes and played Division One or, or what have you. So, um, ended up turning, be up turning out to be okay. What did you run there? I ran a four four five. Hilarious. Was it like Vince Papali in that Invincible whenever they ran it, like the tryout? He like everybody checks their watches a bunch of times. Was there quite a little pop? Well, that's the funny thing about the regional combine is there's zero scouts there. Like not one. So it was just like ran by this like, you know, this regional combine, whatever committee or whatever it was, and there's zero scouts there. So I ran it and it was like, you know, whatever, they just write it down and, and then they post it in and you're like, you know, your online profile. And then and then I got the call to go to the Super Regional because of what I did at that one. And then that one there was actually scouts at. But it was it was a little interesting running. And when I got there, that was another thing. I was like, well, there's no scouts here, so this is kind of weird. Like, what's the point of it? But like I said, end up working out. Jeez, what a racket, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you got 250 bucks to potentially possibly end up in front of some scouts at one point in your life. And then you get, you get there, you run, I assume, did you run the same 4-4 the next thing, or did they just take your time from the first one? No, they, I, so I actually, after that one, there was like, you know, all the scouts were lined up and timing and everything. And then um, after that, a couple of teams had pulled me to the side and, one one said I ran a four four five. One said four four nine, um, and uh, so so then I talked to them after, and they asked for my information to get filmed and things like that. That's awesome! What a fucking story! You're sorry. What a story! <laughs> that is such a good story, especially for a guy like you who is you know just does everything the right way. The family was incredible. The way you acted this weekend was awesome, and then you end up being a part of one of the biggest moments in the history of the NFL with the Minneapolis miracle. There, how is that evening? Um, quantified in your life if you were to describe the reaction to the locker room after that how would you describe it i mean everybody was just in shock um you know no one really knew what happened or how it happened or, or what um it was just a lot of like hugging and no words because no one knew what to say uh, it was just so unbelievable but uh i mean I, even even on the field it's like you're looking around like is there flags like what's going on do we kick a field goal like everybody had gone to the locker room we had to come back out and like kick a field goal like Every all the fans stayed for like hours after because no one knew like what was going on. Like it was just it was like one of the most like like one of the craziest moments just because uh, no one really knew what was going on or how it happened or or uh, what was gonna what was going on. 
Hey, in, in the huddle before that play is called, as much as you can remember, I'm sure. I mean, it's pretty deep back there, but you don't just slam alcohol like I do. So your brain probably operates a little bit better. <laughs> in the huddle before that play, right? Is there really any thought at all that there's a chance to score a touchdown here? I mean, because even the way the play was drawn up, you shouldn't have scored a touchdown. Like it was a a blatant whiff. Is there? optimism in there or is it just like a hey we might have to hook and ladder or annexation of puerto rico this thing if the ball gets out <laughs> well really there was no thought of touchdown we weren't even thinking touchdown we were just trying to get catch the ball get out of bounds and, and have a chance for a field goal so really a lot of us actually thought you know wow we we're actually in a really good position uh to get a field goal or to get an opportunity at a field goal and so um you know in the huddle case just said hey i'm gonna give somebody a chance here and you know called the play Seven heaven and and away we went. Seven heaven mm-hmm. is that Seven the, heaven. That's the name of the call. That was the name of the play. Yeah. Jesus himself. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus no himself came down from the heavens. Um, what is what is the Vikings going to be known for this upcoming? What are the Vikings going to be known for this upcoming season? Well, I think we're going to play really good defense. Um, and, and then I think our offense is going to be explosive. I think, you know, with our new system, uh, with our play caller and, and the guys we have, I think we can do a lot of things. I think we're going to be able to spread the ball around. Um, we're going to be able to run the football and, and be able to and do play action off of that. So uh, it should be really exciting to watch, and, and it's going to be really fun to be part of. I mean, even OTA's minicamp, it was, it was fun to be part of this offense because there's so many guys that can make plays, and, and with this system, it allows you to do that. So that's exciting. As the belt drops. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drop the belt, man. That's a heavy belt, by the way. Like, like trying to get that in a suitcase on the way home is not not good. Yeah, that's why I just wore it. You know, <laughs> I just wore it through the hotel, through the entire airport. I went through TSA with this thing. Said it was holding up my pants. Customs, the whole goddamn thing. I mean, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty fun to be behind you in the line and watch that go down. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch that go down. What a scene! Uh, I got a couple boys in here that are going to have a question for you for sure. I appreciate you so much for joining us, Thielen. For sure, Adam. You were special teams player of the year. Little fun fact. Let's go. Could you imagine being a gunner for the Pat McAfee? Now we're talking, Thielen. Oh my gosh! How about that? Huh? Well, I was actually PP, so even better. Oh, I didn't even know. Oh, it's wide open, straight to the ball, head to the ball. Yeah, it was awesome. It was like the third gunner, and I got to you know talk to the punter a little bit. So that's why we had such a great connection in in uh, in the Bahamas. I wish we would have got that win too. I mean, I, we were very close yeah. to getting a loss too. By the way, I mean, Chris Paul does. <laughs> Chris Paul helped us out a lot there at the end, but man, I hope they didn't get any film of that because the our uh, putting was atrocious. <laughs> I, I, I told the boys here, that was the slowest greens I've ever been on in my life. I don't golf at nice golf courses. That's not my thing, but those greens were the slowest greens of all time. It's hard to get a good read on a slow green. Yeah, they were slow and they were sticky. It was, it was uh, different than I've ever, I've ever played on. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> you play a lot of golf, right? I do, yes. Like daily? Is it a daily thing? Well, no. I mean, you know, with a, with a young family, I don't play that as much as I'd like to. But, um, you know, try to get out a couple of times. Well, maybe like 10 times a summer. Um, and then obviously, live in Minnesota, we don't play in the winter. So uh, <laughs> I don't play as much as I'd like to. But I've been playing for a long time. So love the game of golf. Have you ever heard of Minnetonka Miracle? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Look it up sometime. <laughs> 
There was a guy that was ice fishing out there on Lake Minnetonka. Hours. He was there for five hours. Mm-hmm. Five hours. He was in one of them little cabins out in the middle of the lake. Could have died in a given moment. Mm-hmm. The shitter on the outside didn't even have a roof overhead. <laughs> no, it, it was a rough scene out there. There was a bunch of little holes. There was about six people fishing. Five of them caught numerous fish. One man refused to catch a fish out of the thing <laughs> until the last cast, the last drop in there. He pulled you, out you the big... it in there. Well, I just dropped it in. <laughs> <laughs> I was there for five hours, caught zero fish until the last drop, and I literally pulled a swordfish out of there. The biggest, <laughs> fish that, biggest fish that Lake's ever seen. It was awesome. That's incredible. Do you, uh, uh, do you, how did you get it through the hole? What's that? How did you get it through the hole? The fish? Yeah. Well, I mean, it made a new hole. <laughs> you had like a big stick hole, you know what I mean? <laughs> do you lay, Do you ice fish? Uh, not really, no. I've done it. I've done it a bunch in my past, but it's not my favorite thing to do. Where are you from originally? Northern Minnesota, Detroit Lakes. That's why he doesn't swear. He's just he's just, just a nice guy. guy. Good old guy. Yeah. Just a nice Minnesota just a guy. Super good old Minnesota guy. Good. All right. Uh, when when you talk about great Minnesota receivers, when it's all said and done, mm-hmm. you talk about Chris Carter, Randy Moss, Adam Thielen. Mm. Will it end Adam Thielen, Randy Moss, Chris Carter, or will it end Adam <laughs> Thielen, Randy, Chris Carter, Randy Moss when it's all said and done as far as great Minnesota receivers? And your similarities with those two guys are? Now we're talking. Well, I, I'm, not even, I'm not even in the same ballpark as those guys. Those are, those are the guys that maybe want to want to play football. You know, I, those are the guys that maybe want to play receiver. And, well, uh, wait, wait. Yeah, I, I watched them in the Pro Bowl, Adam, and I watched <laughs> you in the Pro Bowl, Adam. <laughs> Well, it's funny. I, I look at, you know, in the in our receiver meeting room, uh, it's actually our offense meeting room, too. They have, like, all the receivers that have gone to a Pro Bowl or all pro up on the wall. And so I look at those guys. I think Chris Carter went, like, eight or nine times. And so I think he's, you know, he's got a few on me, which is pretty incredible. You and, know, like, six all pros. Randy's got, like, five or six all pros. So hey, uh, those guys are pretty incredible. All pro only means the media voted you in. The media are the same people that don't think you're athletic, so don't expect a lot of those. <laughs> the Pro Bowl, though, is one that matters. It's your boys voting you in. I mean, granted, the fans have a vote. I think refs should have a vote, but I think the Pro Bowl means a lot more than the All-Pro, personally, because All-Pro means media. That means the media has selected it, which they can be a bit judgmental at times. But you have a record. I mean, you're the only guy to have eight straight 100-yard games to start a season. I, Randy and Kristen do that. That's something to think about. Yeah, I don't know, man. No, those guys, I've, I've met them both, which was really cool for me, obviously, growing up watching them. and um, it, was, it was fun to talk with them about, about ball. Randy didn't want to interview me. It was supposed to be an interview for ESPN, and uh, he didn't even want, to, want to interview me. He just wanted to talk ball. He just wanted to talk oh, about I love that. and all that. So that was kind of fun for me. I was like, all right, let's, let's keep talking. How is the fraternity of wide receivers accepted you? Because you really turned some heads out of nowhere. You And Randy, I mean, OG of the wide receiver brotherhood. I mean, they have to be big fans of the way you operate out there. Yeah, you know, I've, I've gotten a lot of really good feedback and uh, met a lot of guys. Obviously hung out with Heinz Ward this weekend, which which was fun, and uh, met and played golf with him before, so – uh, it's fun to to talk to those guys and, and pick their brains about what they did to, to be successful. Heinz Ward, Donner, <laughs> Well, those guys also aren't as crafty as you are. Yeah. <laughs> they are nothing. About, I mean, when you're athletic, you don't have to be crafty. <laughs> <laughs> they, have, they have nothing about it. Just what a shot fired right <laughs> This guy, you put a basketball in his hand, you think he's about an eighth grader. I mean, he's got no athleticism. Somehow finds a way to get open and make incredible catches on a regular basis. What a crafty dude. 
Adam, you seem like a guy that appreciates the lighter side of things. So who's your guy in the locker room? Makes everybody laugh. Who's your McAfee of the locker room, if you will? <laughs> now we're talking. Oh, well, now that's like Hall of Fame status. So we no one can compare it to McAfee. <laughs> wow. Appreciate that. Hey, Thielen, I wish we were teammates, bro. I, hey, every day I brought it, too. I, I just want to let you know that. That was something I took a lot of pride in. My wife and I left the dinner table that night uh, just talking about how funny you were. <laughs> <laughs> because... Because we all know you have a big head. But. <sighs> Listen, it's hard being this awesome all the time, but somehow I pull it off. No, Thielen, they wanted me to get, there was a, what was that, like a 45-piece band that came through that dinner mm -hmm. just out of nowhere? Do you, and it was like a 20, maybe 20 yards by 60 yards little hut we were in. They had a 45-person band blaring <laughs> instruments in our ears. The, the that was louder than U.S. Bank Stadium after the media. <laughs> And we didn't have food yet. Everybody was no. there just for the food. And this band comes in, does an entire... It was a very nice performance. It was very nice. But they were about three feet away from our faces with these horns. And it was just so loud. And every there was a lot of people in there that wanted me to go get into the line. I'm like, I'm not culturally appropriating Bahamas right now. They came in with their full flamingo peacock costumes. It was awesome, but loud. Very, very loud. Great dinner. Don't, don't forget about the avocado soup, though. Oh. I don't think I had that. The salt? No, you did. But the bread that you that you dipped in. Salt. Oh, yeah. I thought it was a flavor. I thought you were supposed to. So they had like these bread, and then it was an avocado dipping sauce, and then there was salt there. So I thought it was like a Pop Rocks situation <laughs> where you like, you know, where you dip it into the thing and then put it into the thing and then eat it. And I dipped it into the avocado sauce, a piece of bread, and then I dipped it into salt. And that was the saltiest salt I've ever had. <laughs> I almost vomited. You remember that? I almost vomited. And then at the oh, one, yeah, and they gave me this red wine, which I'm not a wine drinker. So I had to, that's the only drink I had. So I had to back it up with something I hate. I almost vomited right on Thielen and his wife. It was a bad scene. It was a bad scene right there after being called champion. Hey, Mr. Thielen, uh, quick question here for you. Uh, what was your favorite quarterback playing with uh, all these years for the Vikings? Kirk Cousins is his favorite. If you had to keep him out of it, though. Okay. What? Kirk. Oh, not, not, not Kirk, not present quarterback, obviously. Smart. Interesting. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, well, Case was obviously fun. You know, when, when you have a quarterback that can scramble the way he does and, and make plays with his feet and, and then still be, have his eyes downfield and be able to throw it, uh, was a lot of fun. I mean, they all had they all kind of had their, their positives that you, you love to play with. I mean, Sam Bradford, I've never seen a guy throw a deep ball like he does. Really? Um, I, I Literally, he would catch it for me on deep balls because he'd get it up and down so quickly, and he was so accurate. Um, it was incredible. Did you ever um, play him in ping pong? No, but I played him in golf, and he's ridiculous. Did you beat him or lose? No, he, he, he it's no problem for him. He has the best personality for golf. He's just even-killed, doesn't have any emotion, good or bad, and he <laughs> just dominates. He's Scotty Pippen, you? <laughs> <laughs> He's Does he wear really big sleeves in golf too? Yes. <laughs> we, call him, we call him Sammy Two Sleeves. <laughs> well, Thielen, uh, yeah, hold on. Foxy's got one for you. Mr. Thielen, after spending a weekend with Pat McAfee, do you think the NFL should invite him back to the Baja Mar Open? Oh, no doubt. He's. Uh, do you uh, think that's going to happen? <laughs> oh, for sure. And and not only will they, I do. I think they should invite you, but we haven't even talked about this yet. But I think you should get up there on the mic instead of that other guy. 
Oh, 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 I've tried to get through this whole thing without even talking about that. <laughs> because, because this guy, I'm not going to name names. No names. But this guy was my wife and I's favorite before we met you. <sighs> oh, well, wow. I'm happy I could take that fucking guy's spot. Because <laughs> he's pretty creative and he's pretty funny. But then you basically this guy, explained to me that he's not that great. This guy. He was a he was a musician. He was a very talented guy. Very talented guy. He just there was a line he crossed it with me. You know what I mean? There was a line, and he just jumped right over with me. And once you do that, you're gone forever uh, in my head. Yeah. You're completely gone forever in my head. And that happened on night one. And then lo and behold, a couple of days later during the skills challenge, he's about a foot and a half away from me doing the same fucking thing. And I had a club <laughs> in my hand. Almost had to hit him with it. Almost had to well, hit him with it. The best part about it is he did the same thing to J.R. Smith. A couple years back, right after uh, Jr. in the finals, you know the whole oh, yeah, no. the whole deal, and he called him out pretty good. Oof. I bet so you it was, not, it was it was a little awkward for everybody. <sighs> hey, what did Aaron tell you? Hey, I'm gonna kill him with indifference, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you were at that table whenever he said that. I didn't know what that word meant, so when he said it to me, I laughed and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, absolutely, kill him with indifference, bro. Kill him with indifference." Yeah, that was good. I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. Hey, he's um I, I talked about this a lot. Everybody was so nice. I did not expect it. Everybody was so kind, even from the NBA the staff, everybody. You're talking about the people from Bleacher Report. There's a guy named Meach in there who's awesome. I mean, you're talking about literally everybody was so nice. I did not expect it. Is that how it is every year? Yeah, that's that's a really cool thing. I mean, even uh, you know, playing Lake Tahoe at the uh, celebrity golf tournament there, and it's all, you know, former basketball players, baseball players, you know. MVPs, you know, you have guys that were multi-time all-stars or pro pro bowlers, things like that, and everyone is just awesome, and, it, and it's super fun to get around other athletes that, um, you know, we're the best at their sport and and learn from them, ask them questions, ask them stories, and um, it, it's always a good time. So uh, that's why we love going to those things and and, and love coming back because uh, you meet some great people. Um, I would never would have met you if we didn't go. So. I'm honored. I am honored to say that I have met Adam Thielen, watch him hit a three-wood 400 yards, have you on my show. You're an absolute legend and a gentleman. Your family was beautiful and nice. I hope nothing but success for you forever, my friend. Good luck to you and the Vikings this year. Ladies and gentlemen, about to be a three-time pro bowler. Who gives a damn about all pros? Incredible golfer, Adam Crafty Thielen. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you so much for taking time out of your day with us, man. For sure. You're the man. You're the man. Keep in touch, bro. Cheers. All right. Talk to you guys. Yep. Bye. All right. That's the end of the show. <laughs> Big thanks to Adam Thielen. Hit him up on the internet. He thinks the internet is, is a mean place. Yeah, she said that to me. I was like, no, no, Thielen. The internet's a good place, especially to good people like yourself. Go ahead and tweet him at athelan19, I think. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Mm -hmm. uh, that's Instagram for sure it's Instagram go ahead and let, let him know that uh, we appreciate the hell out of him coming on the show he was great big thanks everybody at the Bahamar uh, Aaron Rodgers Chris Paul put on a hell of an event CAA all the people that covered it I'm so thankful and grateful for everything that you did for us uh, it was so nice we can't wait to go back next year since Thielen told me I was going to be invited mm. wow. yep. oh, yeah. Thielen yeah. broke that news mm -hmm. I don't know if he has any pool either <laughs> <laughs> he can hit the shit out of a golf ball so if they want to keep him happy which I think they should they probably bring me back Aaron Rodgers is a man's man he's a lad of the lads as they say overseas mm -hmm. uh, and so was everybody else we met this weekend why don't you send us some tweets I'm going to be on vacation the boys are going to be doing stuff I would love to be entertained via some tweets Make me laugh, send you some merch.
It's easy as that. Easy as that. You make me laugh, I'll send you some merch. That's fair. <laughs> that is fair. Yeah. I feel like it's. I feel like I'm known as brief fair guy. You spend all this time making them laugh. Not all hey, the time. Every I mean, now I, and then. Fair is fair. I'll take some Make hacks. me laugh. I'm three thirty three. You know what I mean? On base percentage. Get you in the Hall of Fame. Uh, forever. <laughs> Still haven't been asked <laughs> to join. Send me a tweet. Make me laugh. Make me laugh. I'll send you some merch. And if I don't see it, that's on you, not on me. Hmm. Be persistent. I'm not always going to have the internet where I'm going. But not too persistent. No, it's cool. You on my Twitter, you can be pretty persistent. I don't care. I like to see that timeline active. I like to see those notifications popping. Oh, yeah. Anybody that has notifications to on their phone? Probably serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from them. Fight, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. Gumpy, it's been awesome having you. A few more days. I leave on Thursday, but I guess it's your last day. Yeah, you're not going to send me again. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a good ride this time, man. I, uh, I honestly, this time, I really feel like I'm a part of the team, man. It's been awesome. You are, but hey. You need to know that you are. Yeah. We can't give you a salary, at least publicly. We can't say <laughs> we're going to pay you anything due to the whole immigration thing. But we're going to get this figured out. We're going to get to the bottom of this. Because I think our guy Vino, oh. I think Vino can get you into not only America, any country you want. I yeah. think he can make you a citizen. I think we're going to make that happen. <laughs> Toss a couple loonies your way. <laughs> Maybe a couple toonies. Wow. Get you in time. That was a good Canada drop, huh? Loonies and toonies are singles and doubles up there in Canada. Religion and now talking about Canada. We do it all on this podcast. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Award winning, by the way. We won an award. I didn't want to promote it because I, I, I think awards are a joke. But um, just like I kind of went after the all pro thing there with Thielen. Mm -hmm. It's all kind of a joke. But we won an award. Hashtag sports awards. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. we won best sports podcast. Good. Hashtag yay. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations to us, man. Congratulations to you to listen. You're the only reason why we won. Because if nobody listened, we wouldn't do this. So think about that. Part of my tech always had award-winning listeners, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's, I always love their their joke about that, you know? Because it's a real thing, though. The people that choose to listen to us are very select. I mean, I learned a lot more important people listen to this show. Every time I travel somewhere, I learned that there's a lot of important people that listen to this show, too. Oh, and I appreciate you guys because uh, you're risking your career listening to this show. <laughs> <laughs> Getting dumb, dumb, dumb. But anybody that listens to this show, I am so, so thankful for you. You don't have to listen. You choose to listen. And for that, we're grateful. Send me a tweet. Make me laugh. I'll be on vacation for the next few days. Let's fucking live a little, huh, boys? Ty Schmidt, hit the music. Beautiful girls tell me goodbye Trucks break down, dogs run off Politicians lie, been fired by the boss It takes one hand to count the things I can count on No, there ain't much man that ain't ever let me down Teams have torn this boy apart Like a neon dream, it just don't know me The bars in this guitar And long neck eyes, cold beer Never broke my heart She was a girl 
Jean, baby, fire in her eyes that drove me crazy. It was red tail lights when she left town. If I Cause long name.